Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. And welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Swaggons here, and welcome to the Pop Culture Pow Wow. We have a full panel for you today. We have the man with the plan if you need him, Yosha Zam, the host of the No Gimmicks Needed uh, Podcast, and the co-host of the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Mr. A&E. What's going on out there, everybody? First off, Swag, where you been at, man? How you been? Uh, I, I was going to get to that. I got to introduce everybody before we ask how everyone's okay. doing. <laughs> you're, you're my co-host, so you I, know, automatically that's what happens. No, I, I understand. We just got to <laughs> let everybody else in the conversation. We have the, uh, what, uh, well, Mr. A&E's greatest catch, latest catch. I don't have a rhyme for you. I'm sorry. I was trying to, I was trying to figure out something, but I'm not a rapper. But you can listen to her talk about rappers on Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond. Hi, uh, <laughs> hello everyone. And it's good to be here. And according to Mr. A and E, it's not Dion Sanders, but Primetime. What's up? What's up? What's up? First of all, how is everyone doing? First off, co-host of the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. My bad. Party. My bad. You right. You right. Co-host of the No Gimmicks Needed Podcast, Primetime. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> we, we, yeah, we doing it. I was gonna make a JR joke, but it goes something to get it, so I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. probably I'm probably not gonna get it at all. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I hope everyone's doing good. No, we doing all right, there, man. I, I, we doing good. Uh, the summer's almost over. Like my son literally goes back to school in a month. Dang! Thank God the summer's almost over. I can't take this heat. This heat has been on another level. Oh no no no! I'm just saying no. The heat. You don't need to lead up to the heat. You just say heat. And they'd be like, oh, okay. I feel like I'm in Arizona. Like, what? <laughs> what is going on? But uh, I hope everyone's staying safe. I hope everyone is staying cool. Because we're going to have a long podcast for you today. You might as well just sit back and get comfortable. Because we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. But... That's not all who's suing Disney. Emma Stone is apparently. There's rumors about her suing Disney as well. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're going to be talking about the trailers of Ghostbusters, Afterlife, and King Richard, which, uh, two, well, well, one of the projects I'm more interested in than the other. But uh, let's start off with a movie experience. We, we usually don't start that off first, but let, let, I think we should start it off today. Uh, Mr. A&E, I know you usually lead that. How about you take it away? Sure, because I'll be happy to start with it and end with it. Because I know I did have something called uh, a men that I wanted to talk about, which is the one only one I've saw. So I will end with that. But okay. To begin, but to begin with, let's get the push out of the way. So welcome to the movie experience, the audio version, right here from the Nerd Gags We Talk podcast. And that's why I brought my main man Primal here because the other day, I love documentaries. Twenty eighteen, I felt as though a documentary won the best film of the year, which was "Won't You Be My Neighbor." So every year I watch documentaries, and for for, for this year there's a lot of music documentaries. So this one I watched the summer or so, but my, my main man Prime was just like, "Yo, I need you to check out Woodstock '99." I was just like, 
I don't really care about Woodstock, to be honest with you. She said, no, check out Woodstock 99. And before he kept sending me clips about it, I was like, this shit really didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but it did. So I go on HBO Max last night and I said, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch it because I watched the uh, Fighter Fest, or excuse me, not AJ Fighter Fest, you know, the, the, the uh, what's the Fire Fest. Fest. The, 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 the Fire Fest. And I was just like, well, I mean, John Rule don't fuck that up, so it can't be. You know, is that bad? Shit, was I wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we go and we got Woodstock 99. So, Sway, come join this ride with us as we talk about again to Woodstock 99. So, obviously, Woodstock uh, 1969 was a big thing back then. They had, you know, a lot of rock music was about love, peace, and everything. It was a whole big, dirty ass concert. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was. So in 1994, they decided to do this thing again. And it was like, okay, but you know what? Let's have it on an anniversary. Let's have it on 99. Mm-hmm. Let's tell you how they just moved aside from the peace, love, and all that all that stuff with, with, with the arts that they had before. And they just brought in, the, the like, now, that's what I call music 99. <laughs> because they had everybody from Lip Biscuit to DMX to Corn. To Metallica, to Wycliffe John, the Roots were there. Jewel, Jewel, Cheryl Crow, Cheryl Crow, Alanis Morissette. What? What you say, Brian? I said Ice Cube. Ice Cube was there. I missed that yeah. part. I see when back, back I'm gonna go was look up Daddy the, was there. Yeah, I'm gonna go look up the um lineup because we didn't look up. The, I didn't look up the lineup after I watched it because I was just so disgusted with the whole thing. Oh, I was just like, just cut it off. We also forget who it started with, who the whole shebang started with. Oh, people just uh, uh, after all, all the people I just named, Sway, you know who you know what kicked off with on Friday? Who James Brown. Brown. <laughs> I'm Say only I'm, I'm only silent because I'm speechless. Yo, <laughs> if he had said that at that say it loud, I'm curious what they would have said. Say it loud. I'm curious. I'm just so they curious. Would've, they would have said it, obviously. <laughs> they they would have said, I'm the hard ER. <laughs> From what y'all we're saying. Getting oh, we're getting there. We're getting Wait, there. what? It goes we're there? We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting to that. So, they, uh. Oh, wait. I didn't even see. George Clinton was there. Missed that. Missed that, too. Some people did pull out, though. I think George Clinton and Al Green pulled out. Al Green shouldn't even thought about Woodstock. No, it well, says critics particularly praised performances by George Clinton. This is Wikipedia, so you never oh, okay. know. Okay. Um, George Clinton, Jamiroquai, Limp Biscuit, Insane Clown Posse, DMX, Sheryl Crow, and Rage Against the Machine are some of the people listed here. And I... So, okay. Now, to keep this thing flowing, they're, they're coffee. So it's about a four, about 400,000 people show up to this thing in Rome, New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, the mayor they was, they was playing for this whole thing. Now, I remind you, this Woodstock thing, us way, it's a three day concert event, right? Right. Two, two, and this is this, this they took they just took place on a military base. Yeah, which is like completely like what the fuck compared to the original Woodstock. Yeah, two big stages. They had an east stage and they had a west stage on two opposite ends of this military base. And then, so you, you may sit there thinking like, okay, so what was it? The people come and go to a hotel? No. They camping out right there. Mm-hmm. They have a camp section. Now, 
along with this camping, you know, people it go about the three days. It's, it's hot. It the temperatures was in the hundreds. Okay. Okay. It was it was burning hot out there. Now, once again, a lot of people at the beginning had complaints about the price and stuff. They were charging four dollars a bottle for water. Jeez. This was in nineteen ninety nine. I know, right? Yeah. I'm like that. That's hard now. I can't imagine yeah. back then. So well, so. Hey. It's either you get water or you die. So I, I, I get water. I, I ain't trying to. I ain't trying exactly to because they chose drugs over water. Now <laughs> their their security, which was called the Peace Patrol, oh, that that's went to a went to a three hour class as the instructor was giving them the answers to the quiz and took the quiz and passed it. And that's all it took for you to become a security guard in this place. With wow. all these kids and all these drugs, are you following so far? Cause see, it's like you, you got to build up to know like how this shit went wrong. Right. So many things. Oh, so many things. So obviously, so if people gonna be sitting there for three days, we got to worry about hygiene, right? We had all these porta potties that was there, and they had sections for showers. Uh huh. You think? First of all, I was just like four hundred thousand people, and how are we gonna organize taking taking a shower, having shower kits? No, thank you. Right. So, they was these young kids was coming in here. They was bringing in drugs, and security was just was like they would slide them something, and then they would just let them go by with all these drugs. But if they tried to bring in water or food, they would take the water or food. It's like, oh, you can have the drugs though. But <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take we'll take the water and food. So anybody out there is hot, they out there drinking. So then, when um, what's the guy from, from MTV? Um, which Bailey? one? Carson Daly. Carson Daly, yeah. Which they showed this documentary. They are no fan of. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. yeah, they hate. Oh, oh, they did MTV. not like Carson Daly at all. And it was just like, he was hosting MTV. Like, that's my little sister's MTV. So, <laughs> these angry white kids already came up with the joint angry. They was ready to come there. And they already felt this hostility on Friday. Yeah. So, the Friday, they showed James Brown there. James Brown came, did his shit, and left. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what I would do too. Yep. The first biggest highlight <laughs> is when DMX got up on it, right? Uh-huh. This is the I've I, 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 I this problem. So, baby girl, which song did DMX start uh, singing? I can't remember. It's a Where My Dogs At. Oh, well, was it Where My Dogs At? That's the song. No, not Where uh, My My. My N word. You know what? Because yeah. you know the podcast to, to explain this content. Go ahead, probably you can say you can say the word. Nah, I'm not breaking that law. I'm not doing it. <laughs> not breaking that law. Okay. No, okay. So come on, we got a clean streak, so we might as well just keep it going. <laughs> so the issue was he's saying this, and there's a song. Well, I mean, there's a lot of DMX songs where he be just in word heavy. Yeah. When I tell you they were shouting this back at him. And I want to say 99% of the uh, concert goers were white. Yeah, the, the, the pale people. Yeah. Let's just say, it's imagine, my dogs, by the way. D- DMX is up there. He rap, he get high, he's sweating everything, and he's doing all his thing because DMX is very hot in 1999. Yeah. He was on fire. And then, okay? see this, and I was just like, okay. And then he up there, and he started egging them on. Imagine. 300,000 white people shout back. Shouting it. My nigga. Back at you. Now, as what I hate, because I've been to a concert where an artist has a song saying nigga and white people are in the crowd. What I hate is when, like, when they be like, 
You guys can say it. Come on. Y'all can say Even my white people, say it with me. I'll give y'all a pass. It's like, who who made and you the judge? Who who made you the judge? Like, you just handing out cards out here? No, he didn't say that. He just was, he said it and put the mic out, and they was just, they were singing it back at him. Oh. Man, I hate that. It wasn't just one, bro. They would say you can hear it's like three hundred thousand. It's just a sea of people. It was like and, they reverberated. In, in this sea of like three hundred thousand people that we're seeing right now, you could probably count the on, amount of on black hands, folks you maybe. see on there. Yeah. So they're sitting there asking, "Can you imagine if you was in this concert and you're sitting there, you like you bring your friends along and they just sitting there saying this joy? It's like, is this really okay? And it's just like, yeah. oh, it's fine because you know we're singing the song, and I'm yeah. like, all right, so what when could we leave you here, say? I'm finna punch you. You are off. outnumbered by the that's why I said when we leave here, I'm finna punch your email. I, I also like, I like the black dude telling the story. He was like, I wonder how they gonna really say this. And he said, it was kind of like, it was like crunchy down to say, all right, are we gonna do this or not? And then they, 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 when you watch the scene back, it kind of makes you uncomfortable it, a little bit. It makes you cringe. Oh. And I'm sitting there just like, I'm like, damn, make you let me down. And you <laughs> had, but, see, but you had to know, like, that was Friday that this, and that you see the energy there is palpable. Right. And we haven't gotten, that was in the daytime. We haven't gotten through the, um, the whole day of Acts or onto the next two days of, of Acts yet. So, right. meanwhile, as these Acts are going on, these are the problems that we're experiencing on Friday. One of the ladies was just like, okay, the shower was getting clogged up. So the water in the shower was coming up to almost ankle to knee deep. Which is disgusting. That's gross. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> then they showed inside just one porta potty. Uh huh. It's the shit of nightmares. <laughs> Someone this missed. Shit, and because everybody don't trash in there also, they get backed up, right? Uh-huh. And for some reason, um, now, now, before that happens, there's, there's also like this this like this little water fountain type thing. Right. Where, so you can refill your water bottles. So you can refill your water bottle. Not 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 these kids. <laughs> there are people they showering. showering with soap in the whole Pool. Yes, just showering, shampooing, brushing their teeth. Ass naked. In the in the pool where you're supposed to be refilling water. And this was the justification of the um the like concert, the planner. Right. Saying, Oh, well, we had these fountains. You didn't have to buy a four dollar bottle of water. And I was just like, when I tell you the theme of this documentary was delusional old white men, for sure. Uh-huh. Like they were the whole entire. I was like, y'all really thought that this was going to work, and refused to take responsibility for any of the shit that went wrong. You're right, because we we, we get to have more than press conferences yet. Yes. So somebody got frustrated, and they bust the water line that was getting water water to these pools. So now the water is spreading everywhere. It's turning everything wet. Mm-hmm. How do you? So, don't I don't know. And then all of a sudden. They start jumping in because, you know, every once in a while, there's this whole mud fight, right? Right. Which they think is mud, 
but it's that, not. But it's oh not. no! <laughs> That's what a sewage from when the back up porta potties, and they jumping in the sh- and I playing mean, and throwing it's it. Like, and y'all y'all just don't around in it. The y'all... cameraman is right there, and you just see pieces of it fly overhead, like it's it's like a reenactment of the Civil War. Like what's happening? They are throwing literal little shit. shit. Remember Bob Saget on uh, Daddy Daycare? Yeah. No, 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 not Daddy Daycare. Um, Dumb and Dumber Earth. I didn't when see that. He came that. in there and uh, he had a chocolate he ball. Just he just gave he just gave swag a, a Bob Saget reference. Like he's going. Uh, that happened. Well, I'm. So- <laughs> no, I, I know who Bob Saget is, but I, I didn't see that movie. Oh no! So uh, <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Lloyd was sitting on a on a radiator. He had a chocolate bar in his um pocket, pocket. Mm-hmm. and he tried to wipe it off. But he his hands all over the wall, in the ceiling, in the sink. And he walked up, and Bob said he thought it was shit. And he came in the <laughs> and he came in the bathroom, and he was looking up. He was like, and you just see the house. All you hear him scream was, "There's shit everywhere! There's shit on the wall! How did get shit on my ceiling?" That's how I felt That's watching the these disgusting. kids roll around in this shit. My first question watching this was, this is on a former military base. Mm-hmm. That means there are barracks somewhere on this base mm-hmm. that probably had, I don't know, working bathrooms and showers? Not for 400,000 people. But you, if you had the infrastructure already built into this facility, why not use that as well? Why not be like, all right, we have bathrooms, but if you absolutely have to go, there's porta potties. We have showers, but if you can't wait your turn for shower, there's a shower station here. Like, I don't understand. It's still all that was gross. So now, so now we get it's all gross. We get then you got some of the artists that come there, like why clip oh, and come there. All right, all right. This this is what I wanted to get to because okay. He, he, all right, so if you, if you guys don't know, the original one, Jimi Hendrix did the um, the national anthem the on national his anthem. guitar. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Wyclef tried to do the same thing because the theme of this event is that the artist tried to do stuff from the original Woodstock, but the audience didn't even and know because they had no idea. Yeah, had no idea. They didn't know who so, Jimi Hendrix was. Mm-mm. He tries to do the national anthem, and it's just. Boo! Get off the stage! So then he tries to do the classic Jimi Hendrix breaks the guitar and land on fire, which for some reason they could not get that guitar. They could not get it to light or fire. And then when it did, it, it, the response was just nothing because they didn't care. Now who else performed on Friday? Also, I don't remember. I can go look it up. Uh, I did pull up the list. Uh, what's the, so, dude that, the dude that came out there? He was like, "Can y'all start raping people, please?" Oh, the, the, okay. yes. So, so far, I mean, uh, hey, sweat. We get to the next one. So now we have a problem here because after everybody's dirty, there's no water, and the, it's starting to flood the campsite. The offspring. That was the the least the least singer. The offspring came out and was like, "Can y'all stop being fucking pervs?" Yeah, because they can't. So remember, at in that nine, there was this thing called Girls Gone Wild that was very very hot. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so then there was just girls that was walking around there just titties flopping, okay? Mm-hmm. And getting spray paint, stuff like that. So these men was just like, oh, we're going to have fun, right? That was free reign for them. So they started crowd surfing these women. And groping and them. pulling their clothes off as their crowd. This is on camera, mm-hmm. Swag. We're not even lying to you. 
Primal Line? No. No, no, they were they, they showed somebody that lived in people. Yeah, that was yeah. They raping these women and assaulting these women in front of everybody. And women who didn't even want nothing to do with this at all mm-hmm. was getting put up for crowd surfing and getting their clothes ripped off. Yeah. Or getting yeah. pulled in, in the mosh pit and just getting like assaulted by these guys. Now, I, I got to give a credit to them because I'm kind of like, I'm going through it as we're talking about it. I'm going like the parts, the parts. Uh-huh. The storytelling is phenomenal because they showed the dude, the dude was giving out these free candles for uh, charity. Listen, for come the on with the foreshadowing. Yeah. For the people that they lost. Yo, probably when he was doing it, it was, it, it was not a good idea. So, <laughs> there was this, there were these guys that were there, right? Mm-hmm. They were had these camps because they were trying to have a memorial because a couple months ago we had Columbine, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Which was at that time the worst school shooting that we had. So they, they wanted to stop just to stop gun violence. So they was giving out these candles. Remember that for later. Okay. So uh, so we got the pimp coming out next on Saturday. Oh, we hope. Okay. Well, yeah. So after after my man says, "Can y'all please stop raping these women?" And if women, if a guy goes by, grab him in the fucking balls, you know, because uh, this is he said this is getting this is getting out of control. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get they didn't give a shit. So they that, really that didn't. was Friday night. Mm-hmm. They seemed more annoyed that he was trying to like reprimand. Like honestly, if if you can imagine going onto a college campus of a PWI and having like the most outrageous frat parties, putting them in like put them in a barrel, shake them all up, and then just let the kids out. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It's like it was just like a hundred thousand asinine frat boys. Wow! And that's just the first day. And that's the first day. So here comes Saturday. So the pimp that part talk about talk about my name is Kid. Lord, <laughs> came out like like this chill, chill. I was like, oh my god, this man Kid Rock was hot. He was. Kid, I was Rock. Say, Kid Rock was at, at his peak at this time. What you about to say, Brian? No, I'm just laughing because he came out. I'm watching. He came with his white pimp suit, like he was like from a urban movie or something. Is it like like his like, K Rock had to say like he was like the hip hop rocker? Yes, because that, that was a thing. Like that, it was a lot. That was this was the very beginning of when hip hop started to present itself in a bunch of other genres. Like folks were taking elements of hip hop and throwing them in a bunch of different things. And um, like Moby said, because listen, I don't know if. Anybody listening knows who Moby is, but Moby be saying some slick shit. This is not the first interview hey, I've ever I, seen with him where he just be getting people out of here, and it's hilarious. Uh-huh. So, I did not know who Moby was, but I, I kept thinking he was Steve from uh, Blue's Clues. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how he looks. He looks just like Steve. That's she a comparison. But I remember Moby from like when Moby was hot. So I was like, yeah. I wasn't surprised. He that's this always been his wave. Like he just be like, "What's wrong with y'all?" And he was just like, "All the like everybody wanted to take hip hop elements and take just the worst of hip hop and disrespect hip hop and the artists and the people and didn't give a shit about anything else." But they took that that like that part of it. Right. So here come Kid Rock, because this was him talking about Kid Rock. Because Kid Rock was doing the same thing. And it's just like, you know, it was the suck my dick and this day and the third. And now, but now you see him now and it's fuck us. Mm-hmm. But you was big back then uh, doing rock rap. Right. Like, bro, get the fuck out of here. 
So he come and now he is like kind of like the starting point of getting this crowd ain't like amped. Yeah, because they're, 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 they're getting educated. Amped. They're jumping and now, uh, by the way, it's hot. They take yeah, they take yeah. drugs. There are people sleeping under these trucks just mm-hmm. to get some kind of shade and passing out dead in the middle of the street. Right. Because mm-hmm. they are dehydrated. And uh, like, I think this is the time to get like the first press conference. Of the, yeah. Of so, the, yeah. Every morning, you know, the, 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 the creators and the owners of, of this Woodstock thing was doing a press conference. And the one guy was like, dude, there is t- all this trash and shit that's out there. I could get a crew of 10 of my guys to go out there and clean this shit up out here. This is a mess. And he, the first thing he talked about is, don't you criticize. You come up with an answer. Don't you criticize. You go out there and fix the problem. He, he was definitely so. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, bro. Automatically, I see where the problem is going because first of all, he's not acknowledging any of the problems, such as the food, the water, the pipe bursting, the the um the uh urinals or you know say or or, or, or the porta potties being backed up and just going out and then you know all out to the field stuff like that and going into this little tent city that they have right out there. This is uh unhealthy environments here right and we still got two more days of this shit mm-hmm. but so 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 he, he he's not taking that in so then i know it wasn't after k-rock but um alanis morissette okay poor alanis morissette yeah yeah i was i feel bad for her i love ironic well, but they was not here for it. And they were like, this is the thing. This is the part where I was just like, the guys who planned it were making me so angry. Because, like, I thought the whole part with DMX and everybody saying the N-word was going to be the part that made me irritated. It was the fact that these guys, even 20 years after the fact, still refuse to take accountability for anything that went wrong. Right. Like, he was... In, during the like they had the clips from back then he was just like oh everybody said they had a good time for the most part we had some incidents but you know it was good so he's in today's day he's like well they just said it, it wasn't that bad they only said it was like 10 incidents of assault that happened and um you know most people said they had a good time and um we didn't intentionally only put three women on the bill all these people, if you look up the Woodstock lineup, there are tons of artists, and there were only three women for the entire show. And it was one woman a day. Yeah. Right. And, then, and then they asked Rosie Perez, you know, to show, show us your tits, Rosie Perez. Yes. This, Rosie Perez comes out, and they're just chanting, show us your tits. Wow. And her. This is, that was Friday. That was Friday. Louder than the DMX chant. Exactly. exactly. So, but, real quick though, like even so, even if they get three women, it's like yeah, that's bad. But I'm like they could have got three women to match the other artists to exactly. keep the energy up, because you can't go from like Kid Rock to Alanis Morissette and think that they're gonna keep the energy up. It's not because <laughs> that's what he was trying to say. He was like, well, we picked the um women who we saw would have enough. What did he say, charisma or something like that to carry that? I said, why would you pick Jewel? Alanis Morissette and Cheryl Crow. Like, what? That more closely aligns to the original Woodstock than the people that y'all booked for this one. Because 
here comes this. All right, swag, wait, 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 swag. I won't, I won't swag to guess. All right, because this is this is a run of three. The crowd is already angry. This is a run of just angry music. Right. Who, what 1999 or older artist or group or band would you think can excite a crowd like no other? I, I you put me on the spot. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, <we got> time. <laughs> I personally probably say Pearl Jam. Mm, okay. Wow. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Not Pearl Jam at all. <laughs> okay, I, I was really, I, I was, I was really, I was really into Pearl Jam. So, <laughs> like oh, in my youth. So, <laughs> this motherfucker kept Limp Biscuit comes. Oh up yeah. Oh god, Limp Biscuit going Look, like bruh. He walks, thought it was bad before. He walks up. They uh, you. This is the scary shit. When he walks on stage, right? Because after his bass players coming out, giving the finger. Okay, he's pissing these people off. He's getting them already in. You see the crowd kind of like wave towards uh, the front. Right. And I'm like, somebody's getting trampled. Because you just see them all running. And it's it already packed. And Limp Bizzy comes out there and he starts talking about, you know, when you didn't want to wake up today, you pissed off at work, you pissed off at your boss. He's amping them up. And he's able to, 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 to perform his song "Break Things," and I just had to had to pause right here because they had a clip of Jewel talking today about it, and she was just like, "The reason why this didn't work is because this generation of kids didn't really have anything to be upset about. They were all entitled kids who probably came from like middle class homes because honestly, you had to have paid for this ticket somehow." Yeah. And there were some people there talking about how they really like worked at pizzerias and stuff like that, and they really couldn't afford all of that. But you have a lot of these kids who were there who didn't really have nothing to be mad about. Right. They were just there being angsty teenagers and angsty early 20 somethings. And it's just like, y'all have a reason to come here and act a fool. Because we'll get to the later in the. Um, documentary when all the crazy shit started popping off and there was one of the kids who was just like I didn't have any reason to be acting like this. Yeah. <laughs> he did say that. He did. He's like, I don't fuck I was angry. So he's there and when I say sway, they start they start breaking, breaking things. That's the they fucking start breaking stage. Like, like the stage. They start breaking all stuff around it. And he's egging this shit on. They're taking out panels of wood and they're putting them up and people are standing on this wood as they're crowd surfing along the crowd. He's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Those people crowd no, searching oh on the plywood back there. Okay, that, I'm going to tell you right now. They cut the part that prompts. He showed me the full part. <laughs> they had these guys, right, that they were just flinging in the air, like off like a trampoline. Type. They all had like a cloth. They were flinging them to the air, right? And you can see it having a distance. They had this one guy close up, and they was flinging him up in the air. And he flung, and look, he fell on his head, because he just dived. He put the crowd disappeared. And Lippers is looking at him, and was like, yo, that's some dope shit right there. After and the dude fell like, on his neck. I was like, yo, I hope that it was, I don't know if that dude's okay or not because they obviously didn't catch him. He fell right to the ground. Broke a collarbone or something. Mm. He got, and they was launching people on, while people are sitting there with, 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 with pieces of wood from the stage and the equipment from everywhere. And they really were starting to break all this shit. Mm-hmm. And then in the mosh pit, they, they had like, it, 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 it looked like these circles started forming. Uh-huh. And, 
and swag, you know how these white kids go out there and they just start pushing and hitting each other like that's their form of dancing. They begin amped to music and doing that shit. I remember seeing that in college. The, the like, mosh pits. Real high, yes. yes. Like if not even just in the mosh pit though. Like in the mosh pit it was worse. But just around the grounds. Like I have seen that shit at just at Temple. Like if they get amped enough, they just be they start shoving each other and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> <laughs> like, <Hey. laughs> what are y'all doing? Why is this amping you for violence? You are <laughs> sitting, you sitting there, you see all stuff in a circle forming, and he is egging this shit on. He, like, the dude even had to come out. The dude, the creative, was like, "Hey, we're gonna need you to calm down." Yeah, we, we need you to. We need you like to tell these people to calm the fuck down and stop doing stuff. And he, he said, "Fuck, fuck it. you." <laughs> wow. No, they all said it. They asked several ex to do that. The only ex they showed that actually came out and was like, "All right, y'all need to chill." Was dude from the Offspring, um, and I think. Dude from Megadeth came out at the very end and was like, "Look, we only got five minutes left. We got one more song. Like, let's just do this song." That at that point, everything has gone to shit. Like, it's too late now. But they asked other major acts to go out and like calm them down. And they was like, "So no." <laughs> like, the... I just gotta take a second. These uh-huh. people that that created the thing back then and now still hate Fred Durst. <laughs> they really hate Bull. They tried to blame him for everything. And I was like, all of this was not his fault. The crowd getting amped and him egging them on, sure. But, but see, it's they not his fault. Point. Like I'm saying, they was already to that point. He just comes out and all he did was open the door and just keep the door open. Because they, they started getting, when Kid Rock was out there, mm-hmm. he was starting, he was getting them amped too. So then we had Corn, right? Also after the biscuit. Right. Because it was Corn and Metallica, right? I believe so, yes. Corn was out there, and their lead singer was like, he just got egg because his, his music, but he passed out in the back from the heat. Yes. He said, listen, it was so hot and so bad, I collapsed, and they had to put bags of ice on me. It was bad. I said, sir, <laughs> I'd have been like, it's not enough money that's, in the that's world. That's stage. You just imagine. It started to come nighttime, and then after that, there's uh, Metallica, at, uh, which was like the main event on Saturday. Now, this is when you know, the Rage Against the Machine. Machine. Okay, so Metallica was Sunday then. No, uh, no, it was it was then. Uh, that was Saturday. Machine, and then Metallica. And then Metallica. So yeah, he right. It was Limp Biscuit. It was Atlantis Morissette. Yeah. This is a weird ass lineup. Right? Yeah, it like, is. Kid Rock, Wyclef John, Counting Crows, Dave Matthews Band, Atlantis Morissette, Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, and Metallica. Now, Rage Against the Machine, not much to say. We know who Rage Against Machine is. If you've ever heard of them, you know what their music is. You know right. what their vibe is. Cool. Now, we get to Metallica. And I have to stop and say, at this point, during this, uh, like, as we're, they're talking to people, we've been hearing somebody's journal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I was just like, even as we were leading up to it, I was like, this dude clearly does not like the colors. But <laughs> people who make the colored music, because it was just like his journal entries is all just like, yeah, this is cool, this is cool. Jamiroquai was trash. Why Clef John? What did my mom say? If I didn't have anything nice to say, I won't say it at all. And Dang. I'm just like, okay. Um, and then it was like, I'm just here to see Metallica. So we're hearing this up to this point. We get to Metallica. 
Shit apparently went nuts during Metallica's set, okay? Mm -hmm. This is when the woman was um, uh, allegedly... I don't even know if you can say allegedly at this point because there's witnesses and shit. Yeah. But the woman was allegedly raped in the mosh pit. Um, and there was somebody... I think this is the one where the woman, they said, was snatched down off the crowd surfing. Yeah. And they snatched mm -hmm. her clothes off and raped her mm -hmm. in the mosh pit. And then the guy whose journal it was, we find out he was in the mosh pit and his homie was like, listen, this is not it for me. I do not want we, to be we gotta here. Get out of here. And he was like, look, you can go. I'm going to stay because I came here for this. Because he was like, even the guy who, like, the guy whose journal it was, even he was just like, this is a bit much, but I'm here, so. Right. But, but however, the guy, his friend was just like, I'm cold. And it's like a hundred some degrees out here. He's like, I think I'm, I think I'm getting hypothermia. Oh. I got to leave. So, so he go. left. But his friend, unfortunately, wasn't so lucky. He ended up, they couldn't find him the next day, they said. And he, they all split up and was looking for him. And one of the friends found out that he had collapsed in the mosh pit. And they didn't treat him properly. And then he ended up dying. Wow. So I looked up the, like, this is Wikipedia, so you know stuff don't be right. Uh, but I'm going to have to take it for at face value because I don't have anything else at the moment. So apparently, he collapsed in the mosh pit during a Metallica performance. They tried to treat his symptoms because he was having seizures. Um, and, and so they saw he was having uh, an overdose. Right. So um, they, they, air, they, they airlifted him to the hospital because they were I think the guy said that they did give him like some of the drugs to step you back from an overdose but that's not what was wrong with him so apparently that we didn't know uh, at the time what all happened it says a little more after an hour uh, a little more than an hour after he had collapsed his body temperature was 107 degrees Dang. what like 107 degrees that's insane so they said the following afternoon so i guess that time when they were looking for him he was in a coma um and the doctor diagnosed him with hypothermia probably secondary to heat stroke um and then after being in a coma for another day he died on monday so he actually died after the festival was over um he was in a coma for the second and third day and then his mom sued um she sued the promoters and the doctors that were working on site because the guy like his friend that was there was like they didn't have any of the right stuff like they didn't even take his temperature on the grounds because they didn't have thermometers oh um, wow they didn't know what was wrong with him they just assumed it was the drug overdose and he was like ironically none of us were on drugs like we weren't even drinking um because it was so fucking hot like <laughs> so it was just like none of them were drinking, um, none of them were on drugs, and y'all just assume he had an overdose, and that was that. And now, and then he died. He was like 24. Damn. And I was just like, bro, what the fuck? I'm surprised. I mean, I'm sorry that this man passed away, but I'm surprised there were not more like casualties. Oh, that was that's the only one that's like no, noted. There was two. They said the documented two. Because one person was sleeping in a sleeping bag underneath a truck, and, and the truck ran over. Oh, I didn't why, hear that. Why was he under a truck? Okay, never mind. Well, because he was trying to stay 
some of the people were trying to stay cool. Like yeah. that was one of the first things you see, like in the trailer, is people laying under these big giant tractor trailers because the ground yeah. under there is cool. Or passed Damn. out and shit. Like but I say, or I say, or they're passed out because they're drunk. Um, but yeah, they were they were under there trying to keep cool because it was so fucking hot. So that I'm gonna just rush you to sway. Something uh-huh. happens. They wake up and like, you know what? Saturday Saturday nights and Sunday morning is probably the worst of the whole event because of like you know. They had all, the, all night raves. That yeah, was all night raves. Like uh, all night raves as well. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, as they was doing. But then when the sun came up, they these white boys woke up and said, you know what? I'm angry and bored today. They started wrecking the place. They did. Kick it down. The, the boards that, that that were painted that was like like, like two miles long going around the whole military base they kicked all that stuff down they did they was breaking it they was yeah. I, they <laughs> they're was, recent oh he, he said he, he said because I was bored there's nothing else to do <laughs> and I was like what so they start breaking this up there we still got the performances on Sunday but then people walk around and then you hear people in the interview talking about stuff we have to leave there's some really dumb human beings around here <laughs> and then, and, and then they was getting fed, but it's like, yeah. then we start seeing all these people on the ground lighting all these candles. These Before kids, that, it's the MVP, the MTV thing too. When it was like, "Hey guys, uh, you might die, so y'all gotta leave." Oh yeah. yeah, MTV told all they hosts, they was like, "Listen, we can't guarantee your safety, you so run." <laughs> you know that the the uh, TikTok where it just be like the music and all you be like run. That's the first thing I thought. Like they probably just like get the fuck out of Dodge because they were like, we can't do nothing if you get hurt. Right. So just go. And and I think that was another reason why the organizers were so intent on saying, oh, um, MTV they set this narrative so we couldn't get ahead of it in the first place so everybody just assumed it was all bad and I'm like sir there is actual video footage it is a pay-per-view event video footage of people groping women women being snacked out of the crowds people destroying property people setting fires people stealing like there's video footage of this so then they will start pissed they take these candles Swag and they start setting. They fire start too. setting shit on fire. Of course. And then they opened the trucks, and then they started getting all the free, uh, you know, free water out. They started doing all the. Uh, they talking about some four dollars for water is insane. Burn yeah. that shit. I was like, so you gonna burn so it? You gonna, like, <laughs> okay, sure. Not y'all undercutting. Y'all just undercutting this fire because it was like multiple fires, like big. Fires. Yes. Oh no, there was there was a ton of and like one of them got like super big and the Red Hot Chili Peppers was talking about how cool the fire looked from the stage. I guess not realizing that it wasn't like a bonfire. Like they were setting shit on they fire. They were setting shit on fire for this like yo, we better about clothes that gonna get out of here. Like they <laughs> <laughs> It was a mess. Red Hot Chili Peppers was really on the stage naked. Just yes. just that was their thing. Ball like, Johnson dancing doing all that shit. If like, you know but say if you know the Red Hot Chili Peppers, that's right. their thing. Yeah. Like, so now when I see fire. <laughs> so they had set a bunch of fires and then all of a sudden they start throwing the food from the vendors in the fire they start stealing the um like merchandise they just start rioting like they these people who were in it self-admitted that they were rioting, rioting. and yeah. what makes it worse is whoever was on stage was performing a song called fire 
Oh, yes, because that this is when they asked the Red Hot Chili Peppers to go out there, like, listen, these fires are not supposed to be happening. Can y'all go out there and try and calm them down? And what was their answer? No. They was like, we're going to play Jimi Hendrix fire. Yeah. <laughs> I said, now, part of me wants to be, like, most of me is just like, what the fuck? A small part of me is just like, this is hilarious. Like, right. I, <laughs> because what? So, at this point, they have to start shutting it down. Like, I think Megadeth came on. They were the last ones. But they were still trying to, like, get their, like, set out. Uh-huh. And they were out here destroying the whole entire place. Tower so, was coming to the stage. so what happened? They called the riot police. And what do the riot police do? They come Calmly. in in Walk. their regular gear with some nightsticks and politely direct everyone out of the venue. Wow. Now, the fucking riot police. We have on this documentary white people saying, if this ain't white privilege, I don't know what is. <laughs> if this is a hip hop concert in 2020, all I'm it saying not is have ended it's going way. to be a little bit different. They were just like, this is ridiculous because these guys were able to get to this point and then when they start actually destroying shit, we're just put like directing traffic to get everybody out. Not talking about the thousands of dollars of damage that they've done. Not talking about the women that they've assaulted. And then they talked about at the end that a New York correctional officer raped a 15-year-old girl. Wow. I was like, yo, what, like, bro, what kind of world are we living in where this shit can happen and it was just, it's just another Sunday. Like, nobody went to jail. None. Nobody got arrested. They had to put the women that got raped in the police cars to get them away from the rape of people. Yes, like they. Put, That's what they had to do. They had a security guard who was actually working security. Um, this girl, she, he was like, "All right, put her in this ambulance in the front seat," and they had um the guy, the ambulance guy, got out with no shirt on, and I guess he was looking at him kind of weird at first, and then another lady came with a blanket and took her into the medical tent. And he was like, bro, what's going on? And he was just like, they're savages. These people had ripped all her clothes off. And he had to give her his shirt so that she would have some clothes until the lady from the medical tent could come and get her. Because I think that is the girl who got raped that they were talking about. Because he said she was a young girl. So I think that's the girl who got raped by the correctional officer, unfortunately. And by the way, all the uh, Peace Patrol people, the security I told you about, Sway, uh-huh. they left Saturday. They didn't know. They turned their shirts inside Side out, out so they wouldn't get attacked and Damn. just blended in with the people. And bounced. Oh, and I have to Shit. backtrack because of the, like, with the girl um, in the rape. Mm. This is the part where I checked out with the organizers. Dude was like, well, we didn't tell them. Basically, he was just like, we didn't tell y'all to come in here and take your clothes off. So if you was walking around topless and something happened to you, it's your fault. I was like, bruh, somebody, like, anybody. That's not how it works. Call Mike Tyson. <laughs> I want him to come and punch this man in his face. Like, I just, I, I something. 
I was just like, I, I think I actually said while we was watching it, I said, you're old. When somebody die, when you die, I hope somebody come and piss on your grave. I was big mad. I was just like, that's not it at all. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Because the one girl was like, this is like very indicative of the boomers. Why do y'all, why did y'all feel like we needed a Woodstock? Y'all had Woodstock, that was y'all's thing. This was not something that this generation needed at all as evidenced by what happened. Exactly. So, before we get any more, I just want to move on. I want y'all final grade. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, don't confuse the uh, documentary with the grade of what happened because <laughs> that that's gonna be oh, like... how well the documentary was made. Oh, the documentary was fantastic. Oh, nah, hey, it was great. I mean, uh, it was oh, stuff happy, yeah. but, hey, very insightful. Uh, almost borderline. It's not funny, but there's like moments in there where it's like you gotta laugh at it. What'd you give it? I would give it, um, I was gonna say B plus, but I don't think I'd give it an A. The documentary itself was good. Uh The, um, event itself was trash. Yeah, I'm not giving what's a night not an A by no means, but documentary is complete nerdgasm. Gotcha. It it was one of the best documentaries this year. But my God, that event was a shoe. <laughs> Bruh, if you watch it, you gonna get mad. Like the stuff that was happening and they was saying and doing, it was ridiculous. So if, if, so if you ever call someone, so hey, I'm just about to Woodstock. Don't even ask me. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. They tried it in 2019. No, yeah, they, for the they tried to do Woodstock 50. Yeah, and they Bruh, said, I, absolutely. They canceled that job. I I barely want to go outside. You talk about what's that? <laughs> they said, due to unforeseen <laughs> circumstances. I said, well, I just bet. Man, if anybody, if anybody asks me to go to a concert these days, I'm talking about, so if we got over 100 people, I don't know. Like, bro, no. <laughs> they started Coachella, like, the next month or, like, two months later. And uh-huh. it was like, oh, this is better than we thought. <laughs> yes, yeah. and that's what like, Coachella is what they thought Woodstock would be. Yeah. But you went after a totally different demographic of people with Coachella. You got to realize who you bring it in. Just like they always want to talk shit about like, oh, well, if you want to have a bunch of, like the guy says, a hip-hop festival, you have a bunch of hip-hop acts. Everybody is automatically expecting it to be some shit. But apparently nobody was expecting it to be some shit with all of these um, angsty-ass young adults and a bunch of rowdy-ass acts. Like, what? I, mm, that thing pissed me off. Something awful. Wow. Oh. Well, do you want to close the movie experience? Well, hey, look. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share. Um, uh, also, yeah. you, be careful editing this because <laughs> there's a lot that YouTube will not take kindly. Oh, don't, don't, don't worry. I, I've been learning about all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. you, you might want to watch out for that. But, um,. Let's, uh, th- there's no, I mean, everything else is lighter and weight compared to that situation. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, nothing is that bad. Gotcha. Uh, let's talk about, uh, the whole Scarlett Johansson situation where she is suing Disney because she, um, well, pretty much it went like this. Uh, the bulk of the compensation that's being tied to the box office receipts, Disney knew, um, that the cannibalism was such as receipts for Disney Plus would save Marvel. However, they, uh, Scott Johansson signed a contract where she would get box office royalties 
And with Black Widow releasing on Disney Plus, she missed out on almost fifty million dollars. Wow. Which is that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Especially if you're a contract um star and the star of the movie. Now, a lot of people Can I just say uh, Yeah. If I was her, I would be I would be big pissed. Simply because such a big deal was made about all the money that they paid Robert Downey Jr. Right. And I'm not yeah. saying that she is Robert Downey Jr. By no means. However, run me my money. Like, what? No, I 100% agree. Because I was going to bring that up and see how you guys felt about the situation before I go into deeper details. Because, one, if that's like, if I'm working and I'm supposed to be getting paid $20 an hour... And I see my check says ten dollars an hour. I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be highly upset. And people are saying, "Oh, you're rich. You shouldn't be mad." I'm like, "That's not the point. This is her livelihood. Like, you you gotta eat." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Yeah, she got enough money." But at the end of the day, you signed a contract saying you were gonna get X amount, and you mm-hmm. did not get X amount. So you ha- she has every right to sue. Now, um, oh, let me pull up what Disney said because. I, uh, oh wait, I'm sorry, um, Miss Annie. How did you feel about it? So at first, I'm like this. Despite what people may feel about Scarlett Johansson, whether they like her, they don't like her, whatever the case may be, or things that she said or had to say, because um, I mean, you know, whatever the case may be, I have I've always thought, especially after seeing Black Widow, that Marvel has just done her dirty. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. For the whole Disney thing. I, honestly, somebody had described Black Widow in a great way when I was watching a video the other day. It was like, this seems like a third movie to me. Yeah. Because it should have been two more before this. Yep. As like, it should have. Like and when they was all getting their solo movies and stuff like that, especially after she was introduced in Iron Man 2, it was probably it was probably like, what, what to do? But obviously, she's a woman. It's a trendsetter. They wasn't doing woman lead superhero movies back at that time and obviously the first one to really catch that fire was Wonder Woman. Right. So they were they're they're late to the game and then on top of this they got this the story that's more of a prequel that they kinda, you know, killed her off. So I give her respect also for doing all the promotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Upsell this movie before they came before she came out and said, Look, this is what's been going on and uh, I didn't say want my money. So, before you read what Disney says, I was like, I respect her for that. If that's how she handled it. Because you know, it's, it's classy to the point where you could have been like, oh, you treat me like this? Hey, guess what? Fuck this. I got from promote shit. Yeah, she she could have went Dave Batista, started going online, started cursing him out. She could have went Monique. Oh, my God. Boycott every single movie that I am in at Disney. Like... No, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm talking about her... Like, hey. That that was my fault. I wasn't paying attention to the time limit, the thing. Oh, okay. So, oh, so we, we got a time limit on this now? Yeah, I, I Google added it out of nowhere. How long is the time limit? Uh, 
It was more than an hour. Uh, oh, wait, no. We have been talking for about an hour, so yeah. So. I think they're trying to they're trying to become comparable with Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. It started with Precious because she didn't want to play the game. That's how she supposedly got blackballed mm -hmm. because you don't become an Academy Award winning actress and then don't get no more work. That's not how that that's not usually how that works. Right. So she could have very well went that route and did and did the whole I'm not promoting this. I don't care because honestly, I would feel that way about this movie in the first place. Like, mm. bro, I'm already dead. Right. Like, why did y'all, y'all? This, this was, too this little, was too so late. <laughs> so, what did Dizzy say? Oh, I was going to wait for prime time. Did, he didn't say anything about it yet. Oh, uh, sorry. No, I, I mean, first of all, this whole thing is. The movie should have been came out and then I so I watched it but I was even hesitant to watch the full movie because I was like she did they're not gonna bring her back from the dead in this movie so what's the point of even watching it but right yeah but uh yeah this definitely should have been the first Marvel woman led hero other than um the other one that we don't speak about but you know the Marvel yeah <laughs> <laughs> but okay yeah uh so Disney's response to it was the lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its uh, calcious disregard to the horrific and prolonged global event of COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Mrs. Johansson's contract and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the 20 million she has received to date. Now, hmm. This to me sounds like utter BS. This sounds like a straight PR move. One saying it's distressing uh, and is disregarding the horrific prolong of COVID nineteen pandemic. First of all, the movie was supposed to come out last year, so even if it did come out then, she would have had her money then. And even if you put it on Disney Plus earlier, she would be doing the same thing right now, suing you guys for not meeting your contract. What should have been done is a new contract should have been made explaining the Disney Plus deal going on and having her have like some type of royalties to that moving forward. I think that was a bad move on Disney's part. Now, Kevin Feige did get into the mix. Um, Apparently, an editor did speak uh, from IGN, did speak with Kevin Feige. He said, as a company man prone to the corporate shutdowns and shouting matches, he is angry and embarrassed that Disney lobbied against that the day-to-date plan for Black Widow. He, for one, preferred it to be on the big, big screen exclusively and not wanting to upset his talent, which is understandable for Kevin Feige. He wants to be in good relationships with the people he worked with. Mm-hmm. Ain't working with her no more. So. Now, that's what I'm about to say. Like, she's right. not, honestly, they are giving her this treatment for real because she is she's disposable to them at this point. Right. Now, I see good things and bad things coming out of this. Bad thing is, studios won't want to work with Scarlett Johansson anymore. Good thing is, studios will now realize they have to update their contracts. And more actors will speak up. In fact, I heard Emma Stone is starting to speak up because of Corella, and her uh, with Disney not meeting her contract as well. So this now, is oh, go ahead. Uh, 
Codex I want to say, because number one, so the way I look at it, if it is in the contract that she's supposed to get a percentage of the money, mm-hmm. and she's owed that money, then there's no arguing there. Now, also, if it's in the contract that this has to be put on this premier access thing, mm-hmm. and she's feeling though that she probably deserves more money because Black Widow did not do as great at the box office because of i.e. the pandemic. Same thing with because <clears throat> Warner Brothers cut Gail Gadot and Patty Jenkins their check before they released it on HBO Max. Because these apps supposed to get a percentage of what the movie makes. Right. Mm-hmm. So they already were saying, well, if we released Under Woman 84 in the theaters, it could have been close to a billion dollars. Here go a check for $125 million. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, who did Wonder Woman? That I said after seeing Wonder Woman uh, two, which is not better than the first one, it was just you know, especially how people felt about it. I don't know if it would have made the same as the original Wonder Woman would have made. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like y'all took a gamble on it. It's like, oh, right, we got to money already. I don't think they view Scarlett Johansson like that. No. I, don't, I don't think they view the character of Black Widow. She, well, she's not Wonder Woman. She doesn't spy. But I would say so. I don't think they view her. In that in that kind of regard, so they probably were sitting there like, well, look, if the theaters open it back up, and we gave you twenty million already, we'll what we, we'll just America? Because even if, even if it, they they're supposed to come out last year, last year was the pandemic, and no, and they, they brought it out on Disney Plus. It, it's no sense of the case of what kind of money they would have made. That's why they probably held it out too long. Which I also believe, you know, holding it out also hurt that movie. Also, yeah, yeah. After the Phase Four stuff started, after WandaVision started, there was there no, was no need reason for Black, for, for Black Widow anymore. Yeah, I, I think they waited till late, but I also think they waited so she, so that way she can get that kind of movie money also. So see, I don't really know because I'm not nobody's lawyer. Right. I just know if she's entitled to some money that they didn't give her. Then no if there's a bus, she should be entitled to that money. Right. That's what I'm wondering what the like what the contract says. Does the contract say, okay, so if she has um like she gets a flat fee and then there's a certain percentage, or was it just a flat fee like we'll pay you X amount of dollars for doing this movie? You uh, know, usually with uh because it was a box office uh uh payment. Or box office royalties, I think it's called, where you'll get paid up front, and mm-hmm. once the movie comes out and the higher in box offices gets, you'll get a cut of that box office money. Okay. Like how so, Robert Downey Jr. was, like they paid him up front, but as the movie grossed in the box office for as long as it did, he was just still getting money. Well, Robert Downey Jr. had a contract that was different from anybody else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying the box office so, was just like. His. So this is the thing. I'm wondering if she did this because um, they did not update the contract for it to be HBO Max and theaters. But then the, all the headlines start coming out that they broke the um, like they did much better than they anticipated in the theaters, and um, she like re- like jump started Disney's box office earnings and things like that. And I. So I'm wondering what, like, if that has something to do with it. But I think I also did see that there were some people disputing their numbers that they were putting up uh, for Black Widow. 
I have to look into that. Did that? I say because I I I gotta look it up myself because I don't remember exactly what it said, but I feel like they were saying that they were somehow manipulating the numbers with the Thursday and Friday opening or something like that. It was something weird. Um, but whatever the case is, like if that's what it's supposed to be, if she's supposed to get the box office money and she's not getting as much as she uh, normally would have, fine. I get it. Um, right. otherwise, like. At this point, you gonna have to, uh, like I don't want to say cut your losses and go, cause that's, you know, if you work for it and you're supposed to get paid, get paid. Right. I guess just just give her her money. Like it's not like y'all don't have it. I I think, but the thing is, they don't have to because the um. Well, I mean, they have to, but can they? Because <laughs> it, it it it's the box office numbers is not meeting. She's you not. She's not getting what she's promised. Yeah. That's the only thing. Now, what should have happened is they should have signed a contract, like or updated it, saying, "Look, the movie's not coming out in theaters. We gotta put it on Disney Plus. So here's the update of what's going to happen." That's honestly what should have happened in that situation. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. They they're gonna need to update for this HBO Max. Um, Era or Disney Plus, yeah, hybrid movie theater like time because I don't honestly, I don't think it's going to go back to movie theater only for a while, yeah. Same, I mean, unless you're Snake Eyes and nobody cares about your movie, <laughs> but yeah, I, I 100% agree to that because it, it's, it's unfair to actors that you know devoted their whole time to a character, and plus. Scott Johansson been doing this character for how many years? Like over ten years. Now. Yeah. Yes. Like. So it's like it's unfair to her, and a lot of people are a fan of are a fan of Black Widow. Doesn't matter how we feel about her acting or not, she deserves what she was getting. Yeah, I'm be honest. I like Black Like the movie itself was meh. It was it was it was cool, whatever. But yeah. If y'all had scrapped it, I wouldn't have cried. Like, yeah, neither would I. I wouldn't either. I just... I mean, I, if they would, it would have made sense if they would have scrapped it. She was dead when they even thought about it. Yeah. Now, I hope they... Um, I hope this is a... Uh, you know, opens up a new door for movie studios making more different kind of contracts now. Um, you know, because remember the whole Christopher Nolan situation. I didn't really... I understood where he was coming from, but I feel like it was more of a selfish way of of coming about it. Whereas this makes more sense to me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Whereas Chris Renault is like, no, my movie was made for this, so it needs to be on this, and I don't care what you guys say. I um, mean, it, 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 it sounds like that, but it's almost kind of the same thing. Because if you if you look at it, we got on, and including myself, got mm-hmm. on Christopher Nolan for putting this stuff in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we were in the thick of the pandemic where we almost didn't see it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting... Vaccines and now people are going out more and they're opening up theaters to the point where you have big blockbusters coming out in theaters only. Right. Like the, the, the newer stuff that did not, that's not a Warner Brothers property or a Disney property. It's got like Free Guy uh, with Ryan Reynolds coming out. That's coming out in theaters only. You know, right. Is that Jungle Cruise? Uh, 
theater only, or is that Disney Plus? That's Disney. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. But yeah, so that's uh, a Disney Plus premiere access. I'm not but, risking my health in the Delta variant to go see The Rock and the fucking Jungle Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think nobody is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know, those there are movies out there that's coming out that are still going to be, you know, uh, theater only right now. Family. Yeah, it, that, that, that they see. And sometimes, you know, the way actors or directors somebody that get paid is by the way they make money in the movie theater. Now, you know, there could be an art thing. Christopher Nolan could really just want, you know, his art to be shown. It could be that kind of thing, too. But it's, it's I just, think for him it was, a, it was the art season. Yeah, it was the art. And that's where it was it like was not every – Yeah, not everyone's going to understand the art point of view for it. We, we could understand the money easy because we know how it feels to be cheated on our money. Yeah. That's why I think it was, like, coming from Christopher Nolan's point of view, it felt more selfish. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand. I, I don't want my, like, creative, like, my creative output being trampled on or altered in any way either. However, I'm not going to get upset um, at people for wanting to stay safe in the middle of a global global pandemic either. right like which i still ain't see telling you that's the that was the part i, I forgot that, all about that movie honestly <laughs> that was the part that sent me over the edge where it's just like all right bro look we get it like you're upset you feel like it's undermining some filmmakers because stuff is going to hbo max or disney plus or whatever the case i'm like but what's the alternative we just don't watch new movies right and i think that's where also the other problem he was saying it as trying to be a voice for other directors but it was like if we like again we don't understand the art of it because we're not in their shoes we're not directors mm-hmm. we're not you know we don't work behind the cameras so it's a little bit harder to understand why it's like you're ruining the art that we want to we want you guys to see versus we're losing money because of this. That that's where I feel like Christopher Nolan could have done better at that. But uh, look, the whole situation is pretty crazy. I honestly hope she wins her lawsuit, and because I feel like this could be a change for the better in movies in the future. Where uh, maybe because the way things are going, we might have another shutdown. Um, like I feel like it will be better to have like an agreement for movies coming out in theaters. And maybe that's why certain movies are just only coming out in theaters, like uh, the Fast 9 or Snake Eyes because of contracts like this. You gotta pay the family. Yeah. I heard it's coming on I heard it's coming on demand soon, so I'm gonna just... Yeah, it's already there. Oh, alright. Well, cool. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about something um, I'm gonna be honest, I'm a little less excited about. Michael B. Jordan uh, developing his own Black Superman project for HBO Max. At this point, I'm just, I just stop, man. Like, <laughs> I, I don't care anymore. I just have one thing to say. Yeah. But why? That That's how I feel with any DC project announced now. It, uh, I, I, I actually kind of disagree with both of you. Okay. Because we gave it hell when Warner Bros. was trying to force a black Superman on us. Mm-hmm. And trying to change the whole Clark down and everything. So Michael B. Jordan's like, look, man, I ain't trying to take that heat. And everybody already, already put me in the role that they didn't even cast for. Mm-hmm. And if, if that's going to be the case, hey, 
I have no problem making a Calvin Ellis story on HBO Max. No, uh, no, no, no. I think mm. you misunderstood my but why. My but why is not because the story is being made. My but why is it's Michael B. Jordan. Oh, God. Oh, I, I, my but why is like, I, I don't care what variation of Superman we get. I'm, I'm just tired of Superman. DC has so many great heroes they could pick from. And it's just like, it's like eating the same thing every day. I, I, I want, like, we got chicken again? I want some duck. Like, yo. And you know. Well, very interesting protein to jump to. You duck to chicken. I mean, maybe a whole But you said duck, like. Oh no! Only saying that because uh, I forget what the movie. It was a Chris Rock movie. He got mad that there was chicken. He was like, "Chicken again? And I'm going out." He's like, "Where are you going to get some duck?" Oh, that's a uh, Pootie Tang. Oh, that was Pootie Tang. I think so. Yeah. I think it was no. It was uh, I think I love my wife is where I remember it from. Oh. But um, yeah, it, it's just to me, it's like eating the same thing every day, and then, hey, we got some more of that. It's like, all right, but y'all got some. You you look at the selections you guys got. Why can't you just give us that? <laughs> it, I'm gonna just tell you right now. You sound like Roman Reigns right now. That's his current <laughs> thing right now. That's all. You know what? Now I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna look researching. I might be on this side. I'm gonna get a vest. Oh wait, he don't ride the bulletproof vest anymore. Yeah, ride no vest no more, bro. Dang. No more. Oh dang. Okay, never mind. <laughs> but that that's how I feel about this. Um, you said you're excited for it, Miss Amy. Because I'm excited. Uh, I just or, say I have a little bit different, different, different opinion. Okay. I mean, if they go, if they, I don't, I don't mind shows. Right. And to be honest with you, I am. Oh, it didn't say project, right? It didn't yeah. say they name. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a show. I think it's a show. To be honest with you, I, you know, I don't need to hear another story about Clark Kent. Yeah. I would like to hear a story. If you want to do a Superman story, yeah, let's let's hear a story. About Superman, but a Calvin Ellis story be, will be dope. Right, it's a different take. It's an alien who has no race, but he he has the race of a black guy. Right. So, how would the world perceive an all-powerful black guy? Right. They won't remember what. Hey, remember what Dimebag said on Luke Cage? They ain't ready for bulletproof niggas yet. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Now, they excuse aren't. my lady for saying that, but that's what they said. So, uh, that's that's what I'm feeling. That it's like okay, well, how would you approach? It won't be like like the, the classic hero, oh my cat's in the tree, or like you know the regular old saying like. And it's like oh my god, we have Superman say it's like yo man, do we really want that man say Or they 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 will try to find a way to discredit this man's character for just trying to do the right thing. Those are interesting topics that look. I heard the Superman Lois show is dope on the CW, mm-hmm. but I'm like Dean Kane burnt me out. I don't want to see Lois and Clark. No more. I don't oh, either. It's not with us anymore either. Exactly. Uh, they, they said, "Well, why don't we do Superman during his high school years?" I love Smallville, but I don't need to see it again. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can go back and watch Smallville, but I'm saying to do like a reboot of Smallville, I don't need that. Then we, we, we've had uh, Russian Superman. We've had uh, Superman Man of Tomorrow. We had, you know, we had so many versions of the Clark. Kent Superman, mm-hmm. I have no problem with him going to HBO Max and doing something uh, completely different with that kind of character. Because to me, that is going from chicken to duck. Because we're going to get a whole different spin on things. Now I know it's the still same concept of Superman, but it's a whole different type of of dynamic. And unfortunately, 
us being fans of DC Comics, us being fans of superheroes, we may want to see a Green Arrow movie or a question, but those characters are not selling to the common person. Mm -hmm. And if you want to sell and get your streaming service off the ground, you're going to put the heavy hitters out. That's why the next movie is going to be Injustice. Now, you say that, but because these characters don't sell, but back in the day, Iron Man didn't sell like it did. Thor didn't sell like it did. But now they become staples. You know what helped Iron Man sell? Robert Downey Jr.? Plus, no. No. It was not no, Robert Downey Jr. No, because Robert Downey Jr., when he first came back... Oh, yeah, no. he was coked up. This was this was his major comeback. No, yep. no it, it was a good comeback, but everybody still remembers Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Right. What helped Iron Man sell is that they did something at the end of The Incredible Hulk that, or, that they never did in cinematic history before, and they had movies crossover. So then on back, they said, wait a minute, so this part is all in one big line from this to Thor to Captain America, and this all this is connected lead up to the Avengers. That's what helped Now, Iron I say Man. them building the universe, I think, is what really took these characters off. Yes, people knew who Iron Man was and who Thor was and all that. So it's not like they if, were complete virgins to it. If Iron Man didn't come... At the end of the Incredible Hulk, I wouldn't have been so pressed to go see Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. But it happened that way, so you know, lightning strokes for the and the MCU helped build back up that old school Robert Downey that people did love. I mean, before he kind of just went, went down. So that's how that stuff happened. So you can. I'm not saying Michael B. Jordan be the best actor to do it. Okay, because that's saying, where I'm trying to get to. But I'm just saying, but you, you can help sell a Kevin L. Superman. To the point where it's like, oh, why don't we get some other kind of else world type stories? Right. I personally, I used to be all aboard the Michael B. Jordan train, but there are some things that he have done in recent years that I'm just like, all right, bro, because do I want to see you carry a Superman show? Because I doubt. Cause you you're not gonna work out this project, produce it, and all of that jazz, and then you gonna go cast somebody else to be Superman? No. Nah. What you want to see Superman in the Marvel get the face? I mean, he's doing it for static. It... This this is the thing that's that's like, bro. We saw you without remorse, and that was underwhelming, and that was that's nice. That's being nice. Hey, y'all, go watch that movie. I don't think I want. What are y'all not gonna do is keep saying y'all saw without remorse, and I went through that pain. No, I'm just, I'm saying, I saw nothing good about, like, nobody said anything good about Without Remorse. And just him as Killmonger and Black Panther, I'm looking at that like, bro, I don't, yes. I don't want to, I'm not sure I want to see you carry a Superman movie. Like, and again, I know some folks going to be in their feelings. I'm not saying that he's horrible and I don't want to see him act anymore. It's just, certain things for certain folks like you want to go get a black superman go get Eldris Elba like I, I'll I'll watch he, he, that, he that part already. he's black Hobbit superman Show. yes I know <laughs> I now I understand that but I'm saying like he gives me more of a he could carry that role the guy and, from uh, uh, One Night in Miami I forget who he played the the, say you gotta, the dark you skin know. one. Aldous Hodge? Yeah. Uh, no. uh, I don't I don't know about him as Superman. 
the the one that played a uh, football player. Yes, Jim yeah, I just he played Jim Brown. That's Aldous Hodge. I don't see him as Superman. Oh. He's Hawkman though. Oh yeah, he is Hawkman. Like I like that's the thing. If it happens, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I'm not gonna watch it because Michael B. Jordan is Superman. I'm just saying, there are other alternatives. So, uh, moving on to the other casting of DC, we got our Batgirl uh, of an actress uh, known as Leslie Grace from In the Heights. Now, you've seen In the Heights, Mr. A&E. I don't, I don't know how well she acted in that movie. And so, you, you may have a better perspective on this. She was solid. I'm cool with her being yeah, she uh, was pretty good. a new Batgirl. And first time we have a Hispanic uh, barber. Nice. So, so Hispanic Barbara and a Hispanic, uh, uh, what was her name? Kara? Cara? Yeah. Yeah. Supergirl, yeah. So, uh, I thought that, I thought that was dope. It's supposed to be like a, a, a whole Batgirl movie. So, uh, in, in the Heights, she was solid. I liked her in, in the Heights. I don't think I've seen her in anything else, though. I, I, see, so, I, I, I don't know the range you got. I have a question in there. Yeah. yeah. So, how was Batgirl, like, enough to have a movie, but then... They just keep redoing Superman and stuff. Like, why can't? Because she's. Other... I think it's because it's bad. When you say bad, you're you're going to get money. Well, it's the whole bad family thing. Yeah. I think anybody should try to do some of those. So is uh, Grayson going to get one too? We don't at this point. Uh, I'm right now. They're these... doing the whole Robin type storyline on Titans. So we can everybody watch that show. Say what? Because everybody watches that show. They don't, but they did it. And I've been hearing good things, especially about season three with Red Hood being there. So, you know, so I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't tell you, but I mean, I'm happy for it because, you know, like I said, we get some kind of re- representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, sorry. I thought, I, so the the black girl that plays Batgirl Batwoman. is not Batwoman. Okay, so she's not the same. We, no, bad we, woman and bad girl are not the same. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know okay. what universe is in. I, that's why I wish DC had a blueprint so we could well, follow. Well, 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 to be fair, bad woman and bad girl were never were never the same. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I know that. I'm just saying, well, like, what universe is this in? Is this in the DC show universe? Is this in the Titans universe? Is this in the um the well, new non Snyder cut DC universe? Well, so right now, according to what happened on Crisis, the, all the TV shows are in that universe now. So Titans is in the same universe with the CW shows. Okay. So they they made that. So just because they when they do want to cross over, they can do that. The movie universe has they they're all in their own universe, but they're, they're still part of the as you know the multiverse. You know, but then the there's the Joker universe, and then there's the uh, the Batman universe. I think the Batman universe goes in the Joker universe. Not sure yet. I don't know. It's the it's it look. It's the it, it, that, that's what I'm saying. DC is just so unclear. Like one one second they're saying it is, the next second they're saying it isn't. It's it, it's like it's almost like uh, what's his name? J.J. Abrams with Cloverfield. It's like yo, okay. everything don't got to be connected with it. So who is going to be Commissioner Gordon then? Well, right now Jeffrey White is going to be in the, in, in the Batman. It's so confusing. The math ain't mathing. Get John Luxing. <laughs> it's a right now, so it's probably probably gonna have Hispanic Commissioner Gordon. 
Okay, that's what I was wondering. Like, I didn't know if they had announced that as well. Like, okay, I had to you look. You're not gonna get your Gary Oldman commissioner going for his face. Hell no. Like, bro, what you been doing? Get that, get that dude that always play Hector. <laughs> you talk about uh, <laughs> he plays Hector in every movie. <laughs> yeah, Hector in every single movie. This is a Hispanic actor who uh, just plays a character named Hector in every single movie. That's ridiculous. I feel like I know who you're talking about. It's still ridiculous. I had to look her up. She was a singer. In the Heights is her first movie credit. Oh, wow. She must have did really good then. Yeah. I liked her in the movie. But I, it, that's all I seen her in, so. But then a lot of the musical stars are getting DC roles. Like, uh, uh, I think a lot of the cast from The Flash and uh, Supergirl are musical. Um, are musical uh, actors. Hmm. Or Broadway actors, I should say. Mm, okay. So yeah, uh, so yeah. Now more on DC Injustice, the animated movie. Uh, you know, God damn, just what we needed. Uh, so we have the cast for it. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of these actors I don't even know what yeah, at all. I don't know any of them. So we have Justin Hartley as Justin Hartley. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm just yeah. trying to help you out here. Justin Hartley <laughs> was the one that. Played Arrow in Smallville. Don't remember that. I, I'm not gonna. I didn't watch all ten seasons of Arrow. Well, he came in season six. Yeah, that was that was too much of a commitment. That was back when shows was like thirty episodes a season, wasn't it? it no, twenty two. And uh, <laughs> close enough. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You said no, like you was gonna say a significantly. Right? Like, yeah, you said like no, it's ten. And then, and then he um. Was going to he start off the pilot for playing Aquaman, but they canceled that. So dang. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you was gonna keep going after you took the mic. My bad, Kanye. Uh, we had Ashton Mount as Batman. I'm looking at this profile of his Batman. face, and he looks like. I think continue. Go ahead. He no, I was, I was gonna say he looks like a serious actor to play Batman. So no, I, I was just helping. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, look, I, I was just helping you out, but go ahead. Okay. Um. Then we have Janet Varney as Wonder Woman. Uh, she played in. Oh, she played Cora in Legend of Cora. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Uh-huh. Uh. Yeah, that's all I know her from. Uh. We have Zach Calson as Damon Wayne and Jimmy Olsen. God, Jimmy Olsen. Like, who who asks for this? Who asked for Jimmy? There's a whole story about Jimmy Olsen. I'll tell you guys later of why I hate him even more. Laura Bailey as Lois Lane. Uh, Laura Bailey, if you guys don't know, she's the um, actress that got all the awards in uh, Last of Us 2. Uh, Brian T. Dan Delaney as Green Lantern. Now, he played in a lot of video games. Uh, Call of Duty, Destiny 2, uh, Disney Infinity. So, roles like that. Reed Scott as Green Arrow and Victor Zaz. Not too familiar with his. Really? Um, not that I know. I mean, I don't hear myself cutting out. Yeah, I, because I, I, if, if, uh, obviously, oh, oh, uh, do you hear him cutting out over there or no? Is it just me? No, I, I didn't hear him cutting out. Oh, okay. Okay, maybe it's just me. Yeah. Um,. Next, we have Brian Michael as uh, Brian Michael Hall as Cyborg. I heard this name before, 
The mayor, search party, God friended me. I heard this name before, but it doesn't ring a bell. Uh, Yuri Lothel as the Flash, Shazam, and um, Mirror Master. Now, Yuri actually played uh, Peter Parker in the um, Insaniac Spider-Man game. He played um, in Teen Titans, Trouble in Tokyo. I think he played Robin in that. Uh, he played in Batman Dark Knight Returns. This is one of the voice actors I know very well. Um, Derek Phillips as Aquaman and Nightwing. So they look like they're getting two actors. <laughs> they're getting the most out of their money. Uh, he played in Friday Night Lights and Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Kevin Pollack as the Joker and Jonathan Kent. Um, the actor is currently the lead in uh, The Marvelous Mr. Messel. I think that's the title of the show. Don't know too much about that show. Uh, Gilligan Jacobs uh, as Harley Quinn. I know her from Community. She was in Rick and Morty. She was also in Invincible as well. I forget who she played in Invincible, but I know she was in there. Um, gosh, this list is long. Uh, Edwin Hodge as Mr. Terrific and Killer Croc. Oliver Hudson as Plastic Man. Akana Noni Rose as Catwoman. Anina Noni Rose. Anika Noni Rose. Oh, she was in Princess and the Frog. Yeah. And The Good Wife. And Power. Tag. Yeah. So we, we got a black Catwoman. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah, I know, right? Like, that's like the eighth. Uh, we have uh, Farin Tahir as Raz al Ghul. Don't know him from anything. Uh, apparently, he played Raza in Iron Man. Um, he played in Elysium, Star Trek, and Escape Plan. Fred Tata... Oh, God. this I'm not even going to try this last name. As Captain Adam, he was in projects such as The Clone Wars, Avatar The Last Airbender, Robot Chicken. Anthony Morgano as Mirror Master Soldier. Why was this name in the cast? Who cares about the Mirror Master Soldier? But anyway, that that's the whole cast list that I see here. Um, again, the main ones I know... Uh, actress that played harley quinn which i'm really interested to see because i wouldn't pull her off as a harley quinn actress as well as yuri also i'm also interested in why they didn't get the video game uh voice actors but um i don't know how you wanted to start fresh yeah probably uh mr a and e any like comments on well i, I did react to the sneak peek that they had so make sure you guys go check it out the february mm-hmm. and I uh, they, I heard it. They, they wanted to use this new cast back because of the, of the new, deeper, darker story that they're going in. Oh. So, yeah. So it was kind of kind of like a fresher. So we're not going to hear all the fan favorites like the Mark Hamills and the Kevin Conroy's and all that kind of stuff that people are usually doing it because they're doing a different take on these heroes and they're going to be situations that um we haven't seen them in before because not everybody like us have read it just as comics. Right. Which is some great reading. Or played the game. Argument, which I can make an argument that there are times where injustice is better than civil war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited about it. Just like I, I just like I, I'm excited. Just uh, everything that's coming out, injustice and things like that. I am truly, truly excited about it. Gotcha. Uh, prime time, Lee sketch. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys had any uh, comments on it at all. I'm just happy to see uh, a I fresh had to step movie. out, so I didn't even hear most of the list. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> you oh. see, you ever see Whipper on? I'm just happy to see a. I, I just want to see a fresh movie, like 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 you said, introducing new characters, new voice actors, whatever. I'm just you know, I want to see how 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 it, how they do it, how they do, how they. How, what am I trying to say? I want to see their take on it. That's what I want. Gotcha. 
Yeah. Um. Next news we got. God, this is everything has happened. Um. Matter of fact, can y'all say the name for Black Panther? Because I'm not even gonna try to butcher it. The actress that's uh, okay. Thank you. Just want to make sure I ain't butcher it. Uh, she has been cast in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I do not see what role she will be playing, unfortunately, but she will be joining Lupita, um, Letty White, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, Winston Duke, um, all those actors from the first movie, and uh, bring it into this movie. Now, she. she I hope not. <laughs> Why? It's a multiverse. There's no T'Challa. Yeah. There's the that just kills off the whole point. Why even? That's almost a slap in the face, Miyazaki. Why even tease the man's main wife? Even though I love me some Lupita, but why even tease the man's main wife in this movie? You could, there's other ways to bring it, there's other backdoor ways to bring in X-Men. And yes, will she be a beautiful storm to be the actual African storm? Absolutely. But if you're going to, if you're not going to have T'Challa, now maybe with, you know, um, Loki fucking everything up, then maybe it could be a thing like, well, we're not going to recast Chad Bozo, we're going to bring another universe T'Challa in, and then you can probably bring a storm that way. Then probably, probably won't be too mad. I don't know how I would handle that surprise to be honest with you, mm-hmm. but but if they are really this is gonna be the end of T'Challa and they take they're not gonna recast uh, Chad Bozeman's T'Challa, then you know I, I don't know if I want her to be Storm. Maybe she could be a rival uh, tribal leader. Did y'all uh, did y'all see that? What do you say, Prime? Now I was gonna say, did y'all see that that post of like the uh, it's like some pillars or something and people was like decoding that post. I did see that. I do not. Okay. I guess I don't, I don't know. If y'all want like, to see? It's like a mo- spoiler. It's like it's like a memorial for T'Challa and 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 what it read in the in in the text on the set. Oh, okay. Of of the throne room. And oh. Okay. So there's I I don't, I don't know. If they're gonna you know start with a funeral, kill him off, whatever the case may be. But his T'Challa's gonna be gone somehow. Right. Don't know how, but it's going to be going somehow. Like I said, with this multiverse thing that's going on, we don't know how the multiverse of mass is going to happen. We don't know how Spider-Man is going to happen. We just, don't, we just don't know. There's a possibility that you can get another version of T'Challa that's not Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa. You never know. Right. And, and it could be saying, well, we're not going to we're not going to cast recast Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa. That's his T'Challa. And because, you know, if you recast about this, this T'Challa from Earth, what Earth are we in? It's a 616 or 616. It's one of the Earths. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not going to be cast that T'Challa, but we're going to probably get the Ultimates T'Challa. We're going to probably get something from that era, and you probably get another guy that is probably be under wrapping the real secret to go out and be the next Black Panther, because if that's the case, then sure you bring in her for, for B-Storm. Why not? That was my first thought when I heard she was cast. But I didn't think about it. If she could just be another tribal leader, like there are a bunch of different tribes, and we haven't seen any women-led tribes, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are some. Mm-hmm. Um, considering you have like the Dora Milaje running around, I'm sure they're not the only like warrior-bred women out here. Yeah, and I feel like so, if it's going to be, because nine times out of ten, it might be a Shuri-led movie. 
And it would be nice to have like a. I kind of like, hope not. A woman warrior. What you gotta get, Sherry? No, I'm. It's the same deal with Michael B. Jordan. I don't see her carrying a movie. Well, like we know, Michael B. Jordan has carried movies, so it's not like I'm not equating the two. I'm talking about him with the Superman thing. I don't see her carrying a movie yet. Okay, that's fair. Uh, any last uh, uh, words on that? I know I got one. Well, you can go first. No, 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 go ahead, No, I'm just gonna say if you talk about recasting to Child Let Notice, like for a alternate universe. Do y'all think like the the people that don't know nothing about the you know, the multiverse will like receive it well? I don't no. think so. I did I did I did they will receive it very horribly. It's going to, it's, either way, the Black Panther two is doomed. I hate to say it like that. It kind of is, no but it's how they yeah. But that's it. You're not gonna be able to make everybody happy. Right. I really look at it this way because I think Marvel can't be smart and do this. They they have been smart before. If you're going to do the recast, if you're going to bring another child from for the multiverse, I think it helps that we're going to have a whole year to explain this multiverse. Yeah. We, we, we had Loki. They were about to have What If. And after What If, we're about to have Shang-Chi. We're about to have the Eternals. They're about to have Spider-Man. Then we're about, they, were, they were going to have uh, Doctor Strange. If you're not caught up to the multiverse by that time because the, the casuals are going to see those, those movies too. So if you're not caught up on the multiverse by that time, I think that will soften the blow opposed to just saying, hey, we're not going to recast Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa, but we do have another T'Challa on board. And if they say that right now, it would not be received well. Right. But maybe if you wait over a year and by, by next year, by that time, everybody should be fluid almost well, in the multiverse. You can always expect that because uh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I barely want to go see the Eternals and Shang Chi, let alone a casual. Yeah, and knowing how my mom, I always think like, what will my mom react? Because she's just gonna watch Black Panther because it's black. Yeah. Um, she gonna be hella confused if <laughs> if, a, if there's a yeah. It's like Black Panther just because it was like it was a moment, right? So you and, and there's gonna be a lot of people that's gonna see Wakanda forever because it's gonna be a moment. But I'm saying if they find if. They even figured that they're going to, because there's two different camps. There are going to be a ton of people who want, there are people who want him recast, and there are people who don't want him recast. Right. So there's, it's just like, how do we, how do you find that middle ground? Or do you not find the middle ground and say, fuck it, to one of them camps? Wherever the family wants to go, then you have to say, fuck it, to one of the camps. If the family says, sure, bring another T'Challa, because we like the story of T'Challa. But we could do a multiverse T'Challa. I'm be honest. I would think I don't know this woman personally, but I would think his wife probably would be like, "Go ahead and recast," mm-hmm. because she she knows her husband better than we do. I mean, person, and person, I person, feel like said that you know Chad would never want to be recast. Anthony Mackie. Bye, Anthony Mackie. <laughs> Come on, Captain African America. I'm not talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't, he ain't the Falcon anymore. I don't know who you' talking about. <laughs> yeah, that one scene at the bank, he leaned into it and everything. <laughs> I know you. Oh yeah, so he said he said he put little hands up. Yeah. Falcon, the Falcon. It, that's the Falcon. Oh, <laughs> you want to talk about somebody who I don't want to see as a uh, carrying a movie? 
I thought he did a great job of holding the show up, though. Um, now, next uh, on the topic, let's get through this because uh, you got to do your last review as well. And I don't want this timer to go off. Let's talk about the rumored list for the um, rumored NetherRealm uh, Marvel fighting game. It has supposedly leaked because every leak that's, uh, you know, about NetherRealm and their future fighting games have been on point so far, quote unquote. So, the cat, the list of characters has Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Wolverine, Black Panther, Spider-Man, Groot and Rocket as a duo character, Blade, Gamora, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Gambit, Shang-Chi, Kitty Pryde, Invisible Woman, Mr. Fantastic, Hawk, Scar, uh, Dr. Octopus, Blah, Mojo, Bullseye, Mephisto, Draken, uh, Zola, Venom, Abomination, Deacon Frost, and Madame Mystique. Um, and then apparently the first DLC pack will reportedly have Daredevil, Cyclops, Raiden, and Kylo Ren from Star Wars. Um, at this point, I'm at, I'm at like, I, I gotta see it to believe it. First of all, the re- you, you know why I thought it could be a, a lean towards more truthful? Why is that? Because Raiden. I swear... And Boom will stick rain in anything, and I'm like, stop. And I think I think leakers know that. That's why they put them on there. You know, you, I, I'm about to say, because I'm like, please don't let this be true, because I'm telling you right now, stop putting rain in, in shit. And I'm just like, if they say Smash Bros. is the last character's Mortal Kombat, it's like, rain, and I'm like, fuck! He got his hands on that, too. I don't know why he thinks rain fits everywhere. He don't to me. I'm not even saying say Johnny Cage do. I'm just saying Ray and God of. Th- I'm like, oh my God! So, and you, you do have people was pissed that Raiden came in Justice Two, and they was just like, oh wait a minute, you know, okay, he's a he's also Black Lightning. I'm like, fine. And everybody use Black Lightning <laughs> I think it's because he's a well known character. Yeah. So he just like let me Who? just pop Raiden over Sub Zero. I mean, well known doesn't mean you're well known over. It's just well known. Yeah, like oh. if you say Raiden, people know who you're talking about. Yeah, if you say, say Raiden, Scorpion, Sub Zero, they know who you're talking. That's about. Leia. That's like the three. Technically, <laughs> we debated, but still. I mean, uh, like again, this we're casual. We're not Mortal Kombat fans like you. So yeah, if I, if we yeah. hear those three, that then it's like, oh, this is Mortal Kombat, of course. Look. Me, 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 me personally, obviously, uh, I just want to know if it's going to be a ball fighting game or not. That's where I'm at. That's why I'm like, I, I got to see it to believe it at this point. I'm tired of hearing new rumors of Ed Boon and doing stuff. It's like, it's getting annoying. <laughs> it's like, come on, y'all. Let's get it together. And, right. and they better strike up a deal with someone in Disney. Because I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know how they, how Did they you say do... Scar? Yeah, not Lion King Scar. It's a <laughs> it's a character. Uh, S K A A R. Okay, I was about to say like, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. Uh, out of all the names, I'm actually surprised. Randomly, uh, Kitty Pride is in there for, no, for some reason. I I like that for the creativity of um another Never Realm games, but yeah, this list is pretty average. It's like okay, cool. Another. I mean, I mean, there are some other names that I'm like. Hopefully, if this is true, I want to see in a more DLC. Like, 
it's about time. Can we get Luke Cage, Jessica Jones? You know, I mean, we seen Luke Cage get his ass beat, so I hope they he knows how to fight <laughs> by this time. Yeah. He's walking down the street thinking he the man. Next thing you know, he got like hit like like a combo and Tekken with Eddie. Yeah, but see, that's just the series. I'm talking about in the comics. Me fucking with Power Man. Not with that Jerry Crew. No, he he don't do nothing but punch. He he's like bam, bam. He got a three hit combo. That's his bread and butter. Other than that, yeah. it's like... <laughs> what, you don't like bread? <laughs> what? Like, what? Why is that an argument? What? <laughs> like, like... <laughs> that was... That was that was almost like the comparison. He was like, you are getting your duck to chicken. It was like, no, we're, we're still getting chicken. It's just baked chicken, not fried. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, that's that's how I feel. I, I'm, I'm like, all right, just... If you're going to put out the game, just put it out. I, I, I'm tired of listening to these rumors. Just, just drop it if y'all got it. Well, well all right, sweetie. It, it's, just, it's, just, it's just tiring. It's like you, you get the hype train up, and then it's like the train ain't moving. The train ain't moving, so there's no point. I don't... Well, I, mean, well, then I guess I'll discuss with you another time about the... Power Rangers Battle for the Grid League. Uh, I don't watch Power Rangers, so you you, <laughs> you will have a much more uh, informative conversation with uh, Flo the Rookie than I, than you would have with me. Oh, you know, Power Time Power Ranger fan too. You know that, right? I didn't know that, no. Wait, oh. what, what happened? B- Battle for the Grid? Oh, no, I'm saying, well, you know, he, he don't play the game because he, he's scared of getting whooped. But I'm just saying, but he know about his Power Rangers, though. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, because you, you told me Scorpion. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I had, I had to Google it after. I was like, who the, who the heck wow, is this? You don't know Scorp- Scorpion was a, a popular villain. Bro, I... Yeah. It, well, actually, you know what? No, it makes sense. She was only in like two episodes. It makes sense. Never look, I only watched it if the show was on the TV. I, I was not keeping up with what was happening. So, yeah, that that's... I feel. So let's go to your movie experience. Um, for was it called Amends? Amends. So okay, welcome back to the movie experience, everybody. I'm not going to try to bore everybody here, but I do want everybody to listen because <laughs> you sound like a teacher. That's <laughs> <laughs> giving me very much. I go. I may energy like. <laughs> I go, I may. I may. <laughs> Yo. Uh, at first, I heard about this documentary back in February. And I'll be real with y'all. I didn't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Because we still didn't know the, the, what was going on with the George Floyd case in the very. I did not want to get mad all over again. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought it was going to be. So I judged it. I ain't going to lie to you. So I was just trying to sit there like, I want to watch the documentary. Before I even turn on Woodstock, I was like, Find nothing on. Let me just turn. Let me just t- turn this on because you know, I guess I feel a little bit lighter now because the shade just dominated the news right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a six-part thing, and it's 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 almost like history for dummies in a way. So the whole documentary is about the Fourteenth Amendment, which is. Does anybody know what the Fourteenth Amendment is? No, yeah, Mr. Haney. <laughs> That's how exactly how I feel. 
sick. I was sitting there like, cause I ain't gonna lie, I didn't know what it was. No, I, I was, I was cool with this whole movie series, and he said it's about the Fourteenth Amendment. I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> I forgot you a history buff. Okay, well, see, <laughs> the Fourteenth Amendment is basically saying that if you are born in the United States, you are automatically are given all the protections of a United States citizen. That's simple. So everybody else gets to treat it like the white man was from Trump. Yes. That's the 14th Amendment. And now, like I said, I'm not going to go ahead and bore you with the details because it is it is history. But what makes it kind of cool is that, so they have Will Smith narrated. It's Will Smith, okay? And Will Smith going to be doing his big Will thing regardless. But it's like Will Smith and his friends. Don't say that because they're like, out here. Ah, George Floyd. Like, if he just put him like, that would be kind of funny. Can, can we get a George Floyd? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Like, wait, what? Where are we what? watching, son? You're on the map when you come in the house. First of all, someone just <laughs> mopped that floor. Woohoo. See what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leave Will alone. Yo, side note. Yo, side note, I was really about if I had another daughter, I was like, yo, check it this with Lily of album. No, you shouldn't. First of all, that's a great was, album. What are you talking about? <laughs> that is a great album. That's I was the, I was like, yo, should I come here? And then but I was like, I don't know if I want to get the divorce papers yet because I was like, <laughs> coming in with a Lily of album. But the album was great. It it's six parts. And each part, it's not just trying to give you a regular history lesson that you already know. It just basically tells you about the birth of the 14th Amendment and why that it's not being applied today and you should be pissed about it. And what I like is they have these different people in Congress, activists, that, that that's on documentary talking and they show them their name. But then they have these actors that that's there. That literally everybody from uh, Mahershala Ali to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And they're there, but they're acting and reading quotes from these uh, historical people such as Frederick Douglass or Martin Luther King or John F. Kennedy. And instead of showing their name, they show their name. So they're, they're being introduced as this person, like Samuel Jackson's Martin Luther King. <laughs> Wait a minute. You ain't had to lead it off like that. Because... You kind of had to. No, you didn't. You could have started with anybody Had a else. dream, motherfucker. Have <laughs> a dream of vengeance. Had a dream, bitch. <laughs> Say one again. I double dare you. What the fuck speaking while doing my speech? Say you can't ride the bus again. Oh my god. The joke I had was dark. I'm gonna leave it alone. I figured I figured that that would be something like I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. If Samuel Jackson was uh Martin Luther King I'm not saying I will feel bad if that he got shot, but I will like Shit. understand. <laughs> like, like okay, that that Dude, makes. Sh- oh motherfucker! Yeah, I, I get it. It's like almost why, like how Fifty Cent got shot. It's like I understand why you got shot nine times. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so they have his, and they're just reading the quotes. But the way Samuel Jackson does read it, I I, I just feel like a this song, bitch. I I feel it coming, but. <laughs> You know, it does. So I thought it was a very unique way to, you know, teach you about the history of it. So there's six parts. Uh, obviously, the first part is dealing with slavery. Then after slavery, of course, we're going right into 
after the Civil War where slavery was abolished, so we thought, and then we go into the Civil Rights Movement. And after that, we go into uh, three different chapters that a lot of people don't even talk about, but I thought it was very informative. Uh, chapter four being about women and how women were not even part of this Constitution at all. No, no. And the things I found out that they felt as though or was by law by women is kind of horrific. Like, I, I didn't know that women were expected to have 10 pregnancies back then. Why do you think all of our uh, grandmamas and big mamas? I was, I was gonna yo, say they, that. they did I'm, have like eighteen babies. It's like yo, yeah. what? listen, people think I be joking. My great great granddad had fifty six children <laughs> with three different women. You see, he's the reason why you can only claim four kids on tax season. <laughs> <laughs> that reason, <laughs> he's <I'm> alone. <laughs> That's so too many. Did they change his law because of what, window Foster? <laughs> <laughs> he is the reason. <laughs> it was him. Can't yes, give these Negroes money. <laughs> For lack of a better word. Or worse words. So, and then um, chapter five focuses on the LGBTQ community. And then chapter six uh, focuses on immigrants. Oh, okay. So, they it's not just about a, you know like a black and white thing. It's about it, it shows you how all races literally it, 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 it's you, you got to just deal with the true history that all races has been trampled on by the white man, mm-hmm. from blacks to Asians to Native Americans to Hispanics to women to gays, and just about you start to look in 2015 when some of these laws are being passed. Mm-hmm. That you should have thinking like, yo, you know, I would pay attention. Like, we really, some people really shouldn't have these rights or yeah. these laws yeah. at all, especially when it comes to the LGBT community, especially what women are still been fighting for, especially what immigrants are to this day are still fighting for. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. they talked about that. I did see that part of the documentary where he was saying how a lot of folks use the blueprint of the civil rights movement to build around and fight back yeah and it's just like you think about that that was 60 like years ago and there's still some rights that we don't have or things that are not permanent that have to be passed again like the voting rights act and things like that and people passing voter suppression type of bills and things like like it's just there's still it's a continuous fight just to have everyday normal rights mm-hmm. which is ridiculous like honestly there are some states in this country where i could go to work with my hair like this and they could write me up send me home fire me whatever because i can't go to work wearing my hair the way it grows out of my hair mm-hmm. so it's just like the, the even the small down to the smallest details it's it's ridiculous yeah, and it was eye opening because they don't make it boring. Mm-hmm. The way that the way the, the documentary structure is very is very informative. Also, that they, they are going to show you some clips of that that's going to push you off. That's just you know it's the way it is. But they 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 touch bases on every almost facet document of history that and there's things I was watching. I was like, yo, I didn't really even know that. Now, kind of for me, call myself like a little bit history buff. I'm kind of upset that I didn't know that. Yeah, it's quite but, surprising. 
you can't know everything. Uh, exactly, you can't know everything. So I, I, I like learning. So when I was watching, I was like, I'm learning a lot about this, 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 and how this came about, how this came about. And when they had, for her, Charlie played Frederick Douglass, which I thought was good. Uh, you know, th- those things was, you know, cool. Let me see if I can, because uh, I, I, I can, I can really go off like, you know, memory, but I'm going to make sure I get all this stuff down right. You, I, you, I don't want to make sure. You sold me. Wanna, you sold uh, me at uh, Samuel Jackson as Dr. King. Let's see. I, I think. No, but the way you're saying it, it makes it sound like these people dressed up and was playing it. They was reading quotes from these people. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. I have to see that. Just <laughs> like I, I need to experience that. Yeah, a, it's not like I'm saying Joseph Gordon, uh, Joseph Gordon Levin is Shaft or something. No, but he does. Joseph Gordon Levin does play like John F. Kennedy. Oh, okay. oh you know and what? Then, I, I wouldn't mind that. And then we have um, what's your guy from uh? You know, the, the FBI agent from WandaVision, also from Always Be Be My Maybe. Oh, um, I think that's his name. Jimmy Woo? Who? Yeah, Jimmy, yeah. He plays Robert Kennedy at one point. Oh, okay. Uh, there is, uh, you know, some, uh, I forgot Homegirl's name that plays, uh, RGB, uh, uh RBG, excuse me. Uh, there's, um... Marcy Martin from Blackish, that's in there. There's, there's the homegirl from Grownish in, in there. What's her name again? Yara Shahidi. Yeah, Yara Shahidi's in there. Uh, uh, Sterling K. Brown is in there. And, oh, God, what was, who, that's Shamar Luther King. Malcolm X. He does do Malcolm X, and he does somebody else also. Oh, okay. He does, he does that's what I was, also. And, uh, and uh, Diane Lane is in there also. And so it, it's it's a, it's a really great. Um, it doesn't tell you. I, I was looking to see if they had like a Wikipedia so you could tell you whoever who all is in there. Um, it just lists as the cast. These are some of the people who are they had in the cast. Pedro Pascal was in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Larry Wilmore, um, Asian Naomi King, um, Cordy B Vance. Yes, he was in there too. Yeah. So I I didn't see the whole thing, but there are some people I saw. Um, the guy who plays the um, Indian teacher never have I ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he just spoke the word interactive. Awesome. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. I don't. Remember yeah, he that. is. Uh, I've seen a couple things with him. Yeah. So yeah. So there, there's just a lot of uh, great people that's uh, in, in this, and, and they never mentioned their real names. They always mention the, the names that they're, that they're quoting and talking about. They talk about the history. So I, it's it's a really unique way. Oh, has everybody in here. Okay, so here's a list of people who are in it. Okay. Will Smith's the host. Yes. Brian Stevenson, Larry Wilmore, Samira Wiley, um, from, she's from Orange is the New Black, Bobby Carnival, uh, Laverne Cox, Graham Green, Randall Park, uh, uh, Randall Wade. Park is Jimmy Wood. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Randall Park. Um, Lena Waits, Mahershala Ali, Sterling K. Brown, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Joshua Jackson, Samuel Jackson, Asia Naomi King, Diane Lane, Pedro Pascal, and Courtney B. Vance. I was going to say Joshua Jackson seems random, but he's married to that the the girl from Queen and Slim. So, mm. uh, I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, for the parts that I saw, they were interesting. I would actually go back and watch the rest. It's it, it's it's, it's... Like I said, it's not just a sit down 
we're talking about civil rights movement, blah, blah, black people, black people getting beat also. And then we're talking to but just really just giving you insightful. It's really breaking it down for for people who are just not, not in the history like I am, or not even in documentaries like I am. And just sit there, like, what also helps you break it down to the point like, okay, so what does that just mean that he just said? Let's break it down for because they use animations also, and they use uh, the different things to lighten the mood. Sometimes you just can't lighten certain moods. So a schoolhouse rock, too. No. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> there are just some things that they're going to talk about that we just can't get past. Lynchings. Can't get past it. Uh, the Charleston church shooting. We just can't get past that. There's no right way to talk about this kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But we, uh, you know, to talk about all that stuff, and we talked to you know different activists stuff that there was there, and it's just it's a very inspiring story to me. It's like yo, I'm I'm learning so much more about all all the stuff that I never even necessarily knew about, and what we're still fighting for, and what basically what our rights is, and how basically everybody keeps talking about the First Amendment or the Second Amendment, but nobody talks about like, the Fourteenth Amendment, which is the amendment that protects us the most. And in 13th, we had a documentary that was a much heavier documentary. Yeah. So it's it's all over the place. You, you don't you never get the full gamut. Like nobody knows the entire constitution. Uh, constitution. Yeah. Like sometimes in school you get to learn, you learn about the Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. but uh, which is like the first eight or the first ten articles that's in there. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so yeah, um, doing they did a documentary about the 13th Amendment. Yeah, which is very deep. It's intense. Yeah, but then the, like this one about fourteen. It's not as intense as that, but it's very, very much informative about that. So I, I, I do recommend if anybody got any, any time that wants to learn about the history, or just you know feels that like they want to educate themselves, I really think you should go out and see it. It's been one. Of the, it's, it's once again, I get a complete nerdgasm. Also, it's been one. But documentaries have been hitting out the park this year mm-hmm. so far for the ones I've seen and. If I like I said, I'll recommend this one. I'll recommend Woodstock. I'll recommend Summer Soul. Those are all the ones I've seen so far this year. I think I probably see a couple more, but I gotta I gotta check them out. And I recommend that you guys actually do go check out and you know learn from it. You know, because don't don't let only people erase your history from you. It's great to know about. It. So yeah, it's a complete it's a complete nerd gas. I recommend everybody out there and see that, and uh, keep checking out for uh, movie experience every single weekend as I uh, review. You know, see more movies next week is Suicide Squad, so I'm excited. Yes, it is Suicide Squad next week. So yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're gonna wrap up this one. Uh, oh, oh, let's. We... What, what was up? I thought we was doing the uh, the Richard thing. Yeah, yo, we can't walk out here and not talk about. All right. All right, y'all got 30 seconds. Uh, how y'all feel about the trail? I gotta use the bathroom. I'm like, what I'm trying to. Re- I'm not part of the We good. We're almost done. We can do. How did y'all do King Richard? Oh my god. All right, you go ahead. All right, you go ahead. This history buff. You go ahead. Start it off. How you feel about it? All that. I'll be back. Look, y'all. So. So, uh, Big Will just did a job trail for Warner Brothers for King Richard, which is uh, Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams. And then, so they just dropped the trailer uh, the other day, and I have to say, this thing coming out in November, that was a damn good, awesome trailer. I enjoyed everything about that trailer. 
And I said, as soon as it came up in November, I was like, okay, they're about they're putting Will Smith in here for the Oscar bait because they want Will Smith to get his Oscar. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll be honest with you too, I want Will Smith to get his Oscar too because they have there has been so many attempts by Will Smith to try to get this thing from seven pounds mm-hmm. to concussion, mm-hmm. which was just not which which just was not the role. He gave it his all, but those were just not the, the movies that failed in this one. But this one looks pretty damn good. Uh, how'd you feel about what you first saw? Uh, I mean, I I liked it. Like I like I said, his his accent just didn't. I don't know. Okay. It just it just, <laughs> just sounds just like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, I was but I'm if, like I said, if you like, like I was telling you before, if you heard Venus and Serena dad talk, that's how he talked. That is how he talks. Because I think they were from, he's from down south and he moved to California, right? Or something like that? I think he was part of that um, era where a a lot of African Americans were were migrating from the south to go go west. See no colors as us. What you said? That's just how he's talking in the the thing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I think he got got that, obviously, that that southern twang and he got that as he's. uh, coming up in the city of Compton. So, <laughs> which we already know that Compton is a, well, I, I never lived there, but uh, come from first hands accounts, like my man Ice Cube in NWA was telling me how bad Compton is. Oh, you like is. you talk to him. Are you calling like, hey, yo, my man O'Shea? Like, all right. Yeah, it's, hey, yo, man, what's going on, big homie? So, all right. <laughs> uh, ladies, before you pass a lot, you been at Woodstock. Uh, let me know how you look. How you like? Chill, hey, look, man, you know I'm running on two hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, I I will say the same thing I say about all biopics. As long as the family was involved and the people who are alive are involved, I'm with it. I'll go see it. I do have questions about light skinned Richard Williams. <laughs> However, if they approved him, I. Cool. I'll go see it. I mean, sometimes you know when they be doing the cast, like, the family's about. Sometimes maybe they just don't have the dark skin that can give the acting. That that's po- I mean, and that's possible. It's the same thing that happened with Dan Kaluuya and um, Judas and the Black Messiah, where Fred Hampton was not necessarily um, dark. Uh, he wasn't a light skinned guy, but he wasn't Daniel Kaluuya dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, again, but his family, like his surviving. Family members approve of Daniel Kaluuya. I'm here for it, so I want to see it. I am the one thing I am confused about. I feel like this is also like Judas and the Black Messiah. How do we have a movie about Venus and Serena's dad? Is a thing that I have just been like scratching my head about. Oh, so you mean like why is not about them? Yeah, like. They're like they have their lives have been more than interesting enough to make a movie. I, I guess this is a way to center the both of them, uh, without it being more about one than the other and trying to follow both of their stories or whatever. Um, so that may be like this. This may be a very like a clever plot device, but I don't know. I'm just know. curious. The man wrote a seventy. The man. The man wrote a seventy-eight page thing before they was alive. 
Like I know he had his own life. He he had his own like he had all his, his own stuff before they were famous. But I just you know I was just curious how we got to this point. So I mean I I want to see what with the movie like if it's any good if I if Will Smith will get his Oscar because we we know that's what it's about. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued. I just uh, hope it don't let us down. <laughs> that, that's one thing I'm hoping that it doesn't do neither. I think it's a uh, it won't let us down. By the way, their dad is from Louisiana, so that's what I figured. Like yeah. he was, he has a a twang about him. Like when you hear him talk in real life. Yeah. Now maybe because you know the coach, like I said, maybe it's because you you want to uh, have the story about Venus and Serena, which I mean you probably still do, but then also. Their sisters also that they had, mm-hmm. you know. They also. do have other sisters. Yeah, and uh, bring up the whole family dynamic and probably how hard it was for him to raise uh, these girls uh, in Compton, and then having, you know, bring them all over to Wembley, and you know, with as be as successful as they were. You mean Wimbledon? Well, yeah, you know, where, where they really have all, all the tennis stuff. Oh, also, somebody please give my girl Anjanou Ellis an award because like, <laughs> they yeah. snubbed her last year. She was in two things last year and they snubbed her. Mm-hmm. Can somebody please give this lady an award? I hope she wins something too. Cause it looks like she's their mama. Yeah, she she just put she just put made her mama. I don't know if she's gonna get anything. Cause obviously, like, I'm not saying this was this was Will Smith's fault, mm-hmm. but this thing is obviously geared to help Will Smith. Get over there, huh? Well, obviously, yeah. but that doesn't mean. But there have been plenty of folks who have been in movies and stolen the show. Um, look at Viola Davis; she got uh, her first award, I believe, for a movie she was in for all of like twenty or thirty minutes or something like that. Her first award was what was her first award? I don't remember. I, I can't remember what that movie it? was. No, I don't think that was it. And I don't know. No, I say I'm not. And I'm not saying. Grammy, like not Grammys, um, Oscars. I'm saying just award period. Can't remember what that movie was, or even if she got an award for, but whatever the case was, she was only in the movie for a little bit, but she stole the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm just saying, as a side note, I hope she gets some love because they did her dirty last year with the Clark sisters and with Lovecraft. Um, yeah, so you know. I'm very excited for it. So, uh, it's not a problem. You actually go out to movie theaters and check this out, or you? Are oh, you... wait a minute, now. That's I'm a loaded question. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, sure. I'm listening. That's a loaded question. What if you go to movie theater to see this? Yes. I'll be honest with you. I don't like Venus and Serena that much. To <laughs> be honest with you. Wow. <laughs> Listen, the Delta variant. It's out here, but we might be on something else by then. I mean, I, I I like them. I I would I would like to see it if it's on HBO Max or Disney Plus. But if I gotta go well, see it, I, I mean, this is it's in be, November. It's, it's going first of all, it's going to be on the HBO Max thing anyway because oh, I watched it on Warner HBO Bros. Max. Oh, then yeah, okay, we're well, cool. Warner Bros. releases all its 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 films. That's right. Everything's going to so, be on HBO so Max and in it's theater. Sixteen, seventeen films that they're, they're releasing this year. That's all going to be on HBO Max. Only for this year, so. I mean, cool. I watch on HBO Max, but we might be on like the Omega variant by then. I'm not messing with these people. <laughs> so uh, uh, another question I have is, um, 
are they gonna be girls the whole movie or are they gonna grow up or are they gonna be the same age because they ain't really clarified i was wondering the same thing too like is this going to be a certain time period like is it gonna be a time period type of movie or we want to get like a progression i mean i i really think it's gonna be one of the movies where it's going to be a period of time basically of, of them basically in high school or, or school or the case may be trying to become professional tennis players that they are and then we get like an epilogue with the real arena to serena exactly. <laughs> hold on hold on you said high school they weren't in high school they were younger than that but younger than, okay so I that's mean, why they call it, said, you don't look like yeah. that and then turn into serena williams yeah <laughs> you know that's why they call that's why they call cps uh-huh because they was young gotcha yeah no so uh i think it, it'll probably focus on that and then it'll probably whatever whatever their first big tennis tournament was and then and they probably and they probably won it I think that's probably what will be, and then we'll get an epilogue at the end showing the grown Venus and Serena mm-hmm. and showing their actual dad and going over the movie epilogue like that. So I, yeah, I, I, I think that's basically what it is because you can't really, if you're going to do a, a thing about them getting older, Venus and Serena has, has got no. so much stuff in their life by themselves when they got older mm-hmm. that you, you probably like, I would say almost a sequel, just a movie just based on them. But Venus exactly. and Serena's dad, I think it was just to get to that. That, that one point to where like they took off like they really took off their career yeah yeah so yeah we'll probably get that um you know the epilogue where we had a, the hopeful song with twister and faith evans at the end yeah oh. i mean <laughs> it's a black movie they throw that it's kind of like, like ray charles you know in the, in, the, in, the, in, in, in the ray movie we got all the way up into what it was his hall of fame induction yeah, I believe so. And then she's like, only if your mom was here, she's like, oh, she here, she never left. That, when we get to that scene, this accent. That's what Charles was. And then we got an epilogue of Ray Charles that said when he died in 2004, so instead of making Jane Fox go all the way until 2004 when he died. So, yeah. I, I'm just like, who, pitch, who pitched this, though, in the meeting? Say, you know, I got a good idea. We're going to make a movie about Venus and Serena. And they're like, oh, it's going to be a biopic about them? No, it's gonna be about their daddy. Like that, honestly, that's the same thing I was thinking. Like, how did we get to this point? But I really do think that somebody proposed that we do a movie about Venus and Serena, and they figured that this would be a good way to rope it all in. Mm-hmm. That would be a very long movie if we told the story from start to finish of Venus and Serena, and it might be confusing. Because uh, even one of them alone could get their own movie. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that and actually you may have to that honestly, you probably have to, the Venus and Serena story. You know, said they uh, have an interesting story. Yeah. And if if people don't know about, you know, so it's kind of like if the Venus and Serena had a movie by themselves, most likely they they will probably start when they were at the height. It's kind of it will probably start, start like Man in the Mirror did. You started in 1984. Oh, uh, excuse me, what? You know what I'm talking about. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't recall. With flat at you do. I don't. Man, I do why not are we rec- referencing I do, this? Is, I do not recall what movie you're, you're referencing. Listen, mm-hmm. when it's like okay, if you're doing, if y'all really gonna do this right now, if y'all, if, if it was like a Michael Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's just like okay, they started in 1984. You started the Victory Tour. Yeah, it's just like okay, you're going all the way down. It's like wait a minute. But what about their whole childhood? You know what I'm saying? The Jackson 5 was a big thing. 
And but now, once again, Vince's Arena don't have a Jackson Five necessary story, but they do have like okay. Seeing Vince Arena go through the shit they go through as they get older, which uh, plus a lot of tennis matches, but wouldn't it be kind of cool to see them coming up in Compton? Mm-hmm. Like, believe it or not, there's a lot of people that don't did not know Vince's Arena from Compton. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that. They don't know they from Compton. A lot of people don't know that this one, this one sister got killed. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of them don't know uh, the things that he had to do to get there. That's why these kind of stories kind of like pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pride type of thing. Yeah, where it's just like, okay, the story about Terrence Howard rechanging that whole Philadelphia... Marcus Foster Stadium. The Marcus Foster Stadium. Uh, do, doing all that and getting them boys to teach them how to swim, and yeah, you get you get you, you get talk about them when they're all big stuff like that. But the journey to get there, usually sometimes, especially when it comes to academy season, is for the better move. I mean, you're right because honestly, you wouldn't know now um, looking at Marcus Foster that it was that it was that destitute. Mm-hmm. Now was still a thriving like recreational area. Yeah. Uh, and that all is probably thanks to the stuff that they did back then. Yeah. Um, because back then it it looked like it was trash, and I believe it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of get where he's coming from. Like, who sat down and was like, "All right, so boom, this will be going to." Like, I don't know. I I don't know. Well, I just I'm excited for it. when it comes out HBO Max. Uh. I will want to go check this thing out. I, I just, I just hope the whole thing is good. Same. That's all I want. I just want the whole thing to be good. I don't want it to be like this movie was not good, but it's like because I want it to be great. I want Wilson to get you. Know, you don't want him to get the consolation Oscar like, um, like Leo and Spike and. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think Wilson. I mean, Wilson has had a, a lot of roles that I felt as though that can be contenders. Yeah, so I'm saying you don't want him to yeah. get the you don't want like this movie was just okay, but they give him the Oscar because um he hasn't gotten one yet, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like Black Clansman was not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. But he should have gotten an Oscar for Malcolm X. Yes, I got you. Yeah. That's not so bad. Yeah. See, and this is why Sue Swag should've <laughs> Y'all should have just let that man in the podcast so he could go back in peace. <laughs> oh, God. Probably still here? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, God, I was he was in it. So, yeah. So, we just got to wait for Sway to come back to stop it. All right, well, a lot of dead air time. I don't know who's editing this, but uh, good luck. Sway is probably going to edit. He's going to probably send me the movie experience parts so I can edit those. And meantime i'll just be uh you know, all right i'm back oh okay oh he made it yeah, we, we finished like uh like 20 minutes ago it's a lie try to tell i i told y'all let's hurry up and do it but no <laughs> we, finished, we finished 10 seconds ago he's fucking with you oh okay uh trailer was we great know. i'm super excited for it hbo max it comes out so yeah i'm definitely gonna be watching that Okay. I mean, it's, 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 it's
Yeah, we really do. We Ghostbusters don't like get no shorter. Right, yeah, we give him his fives every single time he's brought up on the podcast. So, uh, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, okay, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, Prime Time, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at KVNG Prime Time and the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. I think. Yeah, that's the only podcast you're on? We, we said you was a co-host or something else earlier. Oh, well, I thought... <laughs> I was gonna say it, but I mean, sure. Yeah. I thought that, that he usually says the whole... He, he does the rundown. I, I'm just saying, where, where can we find you? We can find you on it, right? Yes. You can find me also on No Gimmick Seated as well. Uh, Lady Sketch, where can we find you? Oh, can we? Y'all can find me on Instagram at You Don't Like Bread. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like, I didn't. Uh, Mr. A E, where can we find you? Straight over, straight over <laughs> he still needs to stay in the top. <laughs> so, um, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter, which is both alive, but I am still trying to make sure that I am on it more. <laughs> what? It's it's a lot. Because yeah, I have to say I'm coming on Instagram and Twitter. That's a lot though. It really is. I'm just saying because my wife be on the Twitter for me when she feels like, oh, well, I remind myself to remind her to put something on. Or Swag will be on Insta, uh, IG for us. So I appreciate both those two for doing that for me. I got to get back on the ball, but I do appreciate them. And, of course, me and Prime be doing the uh, No Give Me See the Wrestling Podcast every single Sunday, which will be released every single Monday. So you guys should check that out. Along with the Wednesday Night War on Thursdays. And then uh, – Recently, Prime has been joining me for like my Raw SmackDown review, so it's been cool. So we've been doing a lot of wrestling and, and, and getting back into the swing of things. Spoiler so. alert: I won't be there this week. For what? For the for the Raw and SmackDown review. Fair. I about to say I, I wish you were talking about the podcast like you know a week ago, but I, I'm saying but Raw and SmackDown. I'm not I'm not mad at you for that because you say I didn't do Raw, so I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing uh, it. Yes, you know, yeah. saw the first segment like oh, I can't do this. Yeah, I'm not doing it. So, um, yeah. So you guys can find me there, and then uh, also we still trying to patch up the website. And I'm co-hosting the Nerds Talk podcast. Glad to be back here with Swag. You know, hopefully so we can keep doing this weekend. What episode are we on Swag? Because we we about to celebrate episode 200 on No Gimmick Seated in 15 episodes. So, uh, we on yeah. episode 169. So we we still got a little bit to go. Okay, nice. We still got a little nice. bit to go. Because hey, Prime Session uh, Podcast is to celebrate episode 100. So, congratulations on that. Hey, congrats. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, 100 podcast episodes. Trust me, that shit ain't easy. Definitely ain't. Uh, I can't get past, what was it, like 20? So, mm-hmm. I can't say shit. You're at 29. Oh, I should probably do one just to make it 30. I would love to talk about how Jack Harlow is. The same day, like you should do a show. That's fine. I listen. If y'all were down with it, I I will do a turntable. There's more than enough stuff going on in hip hop right now that we can talk about. I would love to talk about how Jack Harlow is the smoothest person in the industry right now. If you want, if you want to hear a logic rant, I will give you that as well. Uh, listen, I'm not sure I had the energy for a logic rant. It's, it's, just, like, it's just like, bro, just... How about you come back for Dipset versus dip, uh, uh, Locks? Sure, we can do that because that was definitely my uh, my high school and college years. There's uh, a lot of balling going on when we was in college. Well, you can find me here. You can find me level up, uh, Little Nightmares coming, and then the Telltale Batman. 
which is shockingly really good. So uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, when do you play Black Panther? Did Black Panther come out? I don't know when it comes out. They've been saying August, and I'm like, August when, guys? You guys, it how y'all got a roadmap with no dates? Sorry, sorry. It, it's just, I don't know. I'm just waiting. Whenever it comes out, I do want to play it, but it's just like, just, it just put it out. It should have been out by now, but yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure you check that out and level up. And Q-Flow, wherever you at, take us out. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. (laughs) 